now tuned into the DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. You're always in the service of me. Salute podcast. You always, you always, you always, you always in the service of me. Salute, 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 salute. Welcome to another episode of the Salute Podcast. I am your boy, Retired Chief Master, Pat Wilcox, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Chief, a.k.a. Conscious Rhyme of the Group Purgatory. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of all current and prior military members and the elements of hip hop. So if you can rap, also dress fresh, and you serve your country, then the salute is for So I'm here. I'm here doing it again. I'm excited about my man. I got on here today. I, you know, so I, I'm gonna get through these sponsors real quick so I can get into it. You know, uh, I got a lot of. I got to thank my man Shanton, uh, uh, you know, Chief Russell for making this thing happen. But yeah, we we about to we about to get get this thing popping, man. So let me shout out these doggone these uh, uh, sponsors. Get them out the way and roll on to it. All right. Let's see. First up, let's uh let's let's shout out uh, plugs earbuds at www.gettheplugs.com. Well, you can go ahead on and get those plugs and listen to us in stereo. I know that's what you want. So go ahead and check out the plugs. I like them. I rock them. I think they're straight. www.gettheplugs.com. Um, Audio Swim at www.audioswim.com. Where if you put in the code DFPN10, you can get 10% off, 10% discount. So yeah, go check them out. Next up, my man Shorty Pimp, you know what I'm saying, from Dade County all day. You already know at Permit Element, U-A-E, www.permitelement.com. They just don't do music. They don't do hip-hop. They, they do they um, they do uh, sports as well. So go check them out, man. My man Shorty Pimp in the house. Next up is Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash that feeling podcast. And just for three bucks, you can listen to all of these podcasts. Yep, we got a bunch of them out there. All of these podcasts, advertisement free. So you don't have to hear my man Black jumping out of nowhere and, and, and start talking, man. I know you don't want to hear that. So, you know, let's, let's, let's go ahead and pay them three bucks and make it happen. Um, next up is the merch. So at www.teesprings.com and search for that feeling podcast. Also search for the salute podcast. Got your merch right there. That's your boy. On the back, you got the crew. We right here. We, we we in effect. Got different colors. My mama wanted purple, so now I got purple. <laughs> My sister wanted pink, so now I got pink. I got all kind of colors, sweatshirts, all that good stuff out there. So we also got cups and mugs and things like that. On the back, there it is right there. So go out there and check us out. Uh, make, you know, show us some love. We appreciate it big time, man. So, all right, without further ado, you know how I do. I start out, I get into the story, and I tell my story, and then I get into, you know, to get into the, to my man, you know, so we're going to have this conversation with. So, a couple of weeks ago, we had my man, Chief Master Sergeant Shanton Russell on, and, and he, he taught me some things that I did not know what he was doing and rocking with in, in Texas. I was like, you know, he was telling me some things about uh, Erica Badu, you know, the story about Erica Badu nursing and all this good stuff, and I was like, I was just blown away, because I already know, it's, you know, to me, it's, he, he the other hip-hop chief. 
I just didn't know that he was he was deep like that. He was getting into the Texas. He was getting it. And he kept talking about it. He's like, yeah, my man Sid. I'm like, Sid, he's talking about it. He said, yo, I'm going to hook you up with Sid. I say, yeah. <laughs> I said, all right. I said, if you know anybody else out there that they doing something, hey, hook it up. He like, Sid, Sid, I'm telling you. He just, he just, you know, he he went overseas. He's been sleeping, uh, touring. You know, he's doing this, he's doing that. You know, he, he, he deep. I'm like, we can get him on here. So I hit him up, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I was surprised. I, you know, I know he's a busy man. He might not, you know, hit me back and get in, but he, he got in with me, you know what I mean? So, and so here we are. So I'm like, I'm like really excited, man, because I, I, I'm i just going to be honest about it. I'm not, a te- I don't know a lot about text. I know Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> I know who the screwed up click is. I know who they is. You know what yeah. I know about the Cloverleaf. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> I know, uh, I know Paul Wall. So I don't know a whole lot about, but he finna teach me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he about to school me. You know how they be swinging down there. Y'all, you know, we do Vogue's where I'm from. Now we do Vogue's in Miami. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about my Miami Dade County folk. We used to put hammers in Vogue's or or Dades in Vogue's. These boys got, you know, what I'm saying they got some different kind of spokes. So we gonna, I need to ask some questions about these spokes and see how they be swinging down there so we can get this thing started. Man, so this ain't about me. Like I said, this show is never about about me. It's about people I bring on and telling their story and helping them get themselves out there and do their thing, man. So without further ado, talk about my man Sid Walker. I mean, a vet extraordinaire. Go ahead and tell your story, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were stationed at, your military. You know, somebody always come on and tell a good story about their recruiter thing. So you can do that too. So, yeah, man. You know, uh, a little background. So, like you said, my name's Sid. Uh, originally from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Born and raised. Uh, you know, military was in for nine and a half years. Uh, I, I joined in like 2002. Actually, I joined a year before getting out of uh, getting out of high school. So I did the early early thing. And because by the time I graduated, I think I left home in June. Uh, we graduated like the end of May. I was gone by June 16th, somewhere around that time frame. June, in between that June 16th, June 21st, because I think I was supposed to leave and they pushed it back and I had to go another week or whatever. Because um, I was actually trying to leave with one of my and some stuff from home then. Um, you know, Air Force was what it was. You know, when I, going in, I, I, I wanted to go in. I, it was really my only choice because uh, you know, college wasn't really in my my, my vision trying to do anything and family wasn't going like just let me just stay around like that so shoot military what it was and I felt that you know my family had gave me resources and tools in life to uh, get out there on my own and be a man father served in the military um, you know and so he was always pushing me to uh, go to the military but you know more more important like you know, just to go for education, you know, health-wise, all that stuff, you know, they'll take care of you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was in the Army at the time. He used to tell me his story was that he, he would have went to the Air Force, but the, um, the Air Force recruiter was out for lunch, and he had no time to wait. So he was like, he went ahead and just signed up for the Army. Did him, I believe, like six years and stuff, man. Uh, then he ended up getting out and stuff. My just wanted to start a family. You know, ever since I was a little one, he was always training me for, he telling me, hey, you need to go to the military. So even during that time, I was always, I was still involved with music stuff like that as well. But my dad was always uh, militant, you know what I'm saying? Pretty militant in life and stuff with everything he did. He really had structure. 
he lived by that structure. So when I did get to the military, you know, that structure wasn't no problem and stuff. You know, people be shaken up when they get into basic and then all these, you know, first few steps. But for myself, man, my father was, he trained, he, he, he put me through it before, before I even had to go through it. So it wasn't no problem, you know, now I'm getting paid for somebody to holler at me. So it's all good. It's, Easy. <laughs> hey. Well, yeah. You know, I went in. Uh, um. You know, it, the 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 part about the military for myself, like going in, was of course I wanted to serve for my country, but also and, and, and work. On, uh, you know, I already I already had things that I wanted to do, and I felt that the only way to get to them and accomplish. Them and doing other things too as well was going into the military so uh you know went into basic did my tech school at good i mean not a good fellow at uh wichita falls at shepherd air force base um i was a 4a health admin you know health service admin. i worked in front of the stuff um you know i and you know by the time i got to good fellow uh I, I, of course again san angelo was just totally from me you know totally different for me but you know i enjoyed it I, I stayed there for the most part of my career i did go to lack um being and stuff once we get into the story we'll figure out why stuff like that but you know did my nine and a half years uh then you know still was, i'm still actually doing government work right now and stuff too as well to try to complete and get that 20. still trying to get that 20. so we'll get into all that and stuff with military life that's man i mess with cool people through that whole thing you know through that whole time and stuff so you know it's it, it was a life it was a lot of there was a lot of fun there was a lot of learning lessons there was a lot of uh, um moments that just you know you you build and got that fun you know like you said with, with shanton and stuff man as we get into the story you'll understand how deep me and sean's relationship was and how how much we built together to now where he's at, you know, as a chief and then myself being out and still doing the music thing and forward and stuff and still having that same support, you know, that, that support from him, you know, and making those accomplish, accomplishments and stuff. So. Yeah, 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 man. So, so the funny thing is, man, my sister, can you hear me? Are you hear me pretty good? Yeah, definitely. So my sister is, 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 a, is a medical admin. Okay. She she a medical. It's funny. My sister's medical admin. She's stationed at Travis. She finna get ready to go down to um. She going down to the Robbins. Gotcha. So she, she don't like Travis, man. So she like she want to get down to Robbins. Robbins too. We gonna talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So so yeah, man. She she. I was. I mean. So what happened was my sister. They was trying. You know. She went down to the recruiter. You know how the recruiters are. So I'm gonna get one of these recruiter stories out. You. I know you got one somewhere. So what happened was my my sister went. You know went down to the recruiter. He tell her all this stuff. He trying to get my sister to be. Uh, a plumber and a, and a cop. I'm like, man, my sister, it's not for my sister to get her hair done all the time. My sister about the nails. My sister is not about to be wearing, you got to be out being no plumber or be on the flight line as a cop. I already knew that. They kept trying to push it. And so I had to go to the career field manager at the time I was at the Pentagon, man. So I went to the career field manager and I talked to her and I was like, hey, man, <laughs> this ain't going to happen. And so I don't know how it would happen. You know, first she was telling me like, hey, man, we don't, the career field is going away. We don't have a lot. You know, I think we you know we kind of downsizing, but my sister got the damn job. 
And so yeah. she, you know, she happy. So she talking about staying in now because of that job, man. But if, I could. You know, it's crazy because you say, yeah, everybody has a story about their recruiter. I can honestly not even say. The only thing I really remember is I, I don't even remember nothing about my recruiters like that because I was so focused on, hey, I knew what I wanted to do at that point in my life too as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was, I mean, I knew I was going to go into medical, but they did throw the cop stuff and a few other things at me, but I knew that's what I wanted was in the medical field and stuff, man. I wanted to be inside. Yeah. You know, yeah. In. yeah. I should have talked to you before. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the only thing that I really remember is when I, uh, you know, um, when, before leaving and stuff, and one of my homeboys, Josiah Simeon, I'm going to have to get you in contact with him because he was in the military. He, he, plays keyboard and stuff he does some music stuff too as well yeah. i remember when we was leaving like my father just <laughs> my family was like had already said they goodbyes it was like <laughs> his family they was deep out there it was like 20 people i'm like man why all these people out there <laughs> you know what i'm saying why, why? <laughs> you know what i mean i just get on the bus and just kept it moving after that point but yeah that's the only thing i remember from the recruiting office i still tell my mom like man you went to work that morning you didn't even come and say <laughs> 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 i'm going to work at eight o'clock you put me there at nine i'll call you when I, or call me when I'm good you know but that's just how it was man it was it was very tough love but my parents set me up to like hey you're gonna be good you know what i'm saying you're gonna be good yeah, Shantan on here now, man. Shantan on the hands up. He throwing the sign. <laughs> he checking us out right now. Already. Yeah, already. You know what I'm saying? He on here chilling. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, 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 everybody had one. You know, I mean, so, you know, but I had a good one. Shantan had a good one. And, you know, they, it, it's crazy how sometimes, you know what I mean, these recruiters could be, they be so busy trying to get folk in. They just be doing stuff. You know, mine, I want to go to do admin like you. I want to just do any kind of admin. I want to do personnel. I went in there, the dude was like, you know what I'm saying? He like, look up here. Look at you know what I'm saying? All the jobs going too fast. I, we can't get you personnel. We can get you police and firemen, though. I'm like, what? I'm not gonna be no policeman. I said, like, you crazy. I'm from Miami, man. You can't be no damn police officer. And it was like, it was like fire department. I said, I think I could do the fire department. And, that, and that's how I, I happened. Because man, there's no way I'm gonna be in any type of heat. I'm in. <laughs> uh, ain't no way I'm trying to deal with no fires and stuff. But I salute that though, man. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, so so where you were stationed at, man? What what, what just, it was just a good fellow or some? What, what else? Good fellow. Uh, you know, I'm stationed at good fellow for the long. You know, before you know before, before all that time. You know, when I how I really got into music. This episode is brought to you in part by Get the Plugs. Go to www.gettheplugs.com and enter in code DFPN10 for a 10% discount. Liking this show? Follow us, subscribe to this channel, and follow us on Patreon at www.patreon.com. Now back to the show. By doing like at first, I was just doing magazine ads. There was a guy by the name of Derek Morris and Lake Charles, and uh, I was really heavily into music as a kid. I was the guy that would go buy the cassette, and I'm looking all through the credits and everything else and stuff. I'm reading the magazine. I'm the guy whenever my mom would go to the mall, you catch the magazine section, trying to latest source, Word Up, Double XL, whatever it is, and just soaking in as much information because I knew I couldn't bring it home. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I was that. And then, you know, I went from writing, uh, I, I met the guy Derek Morris and I just write about different, you know, because back then the source was doing the four or five mics and stuff like this. So yes. I wanted to be able to do that type of stuff on a, on a, uh, on a Texas, Louisiana level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted to be on, you know, that level. Off a little third coast magazine i was probably about 14 at the time 14 15 and i would just turn in my my thinkings of what that project was and stuff like that so got into that and then you know my, my dad was real heavy on me you know making my own money and stuff early on in my life and stuff so i was cutting yards but with mm -hmm. that yard i was using i was cutting i was actually instead of kids going out i was buying clothes and stuff but i've never been the guy that bought so much stuff i'd always push it into my music you know it's always been about me so as a kid i was going to the studio in late charles i was paying 35 dollars an hour for studio time mm -hmm. at first i was trying to become an engineer i wanted to do all that little stuff back then they had the knobs and stuff yeah you know i know <laughs> all the big boards and stuff man and so you know, I wanted to learn that, but man, he was like, you got to be good in math. And I was just like, oh, no, sir. <laughs> That's me. Say <laughs> well, I, I ended up just getting, you know, not doing that, but I had seen artists go in there and just start rapping. So I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to just try to get on the mic. And, but the goal was, like I said, when I got I've always paid attention to like, who's the executive producer? Because I knew that was the person that who played a role, who was the A&R, who was behind the project, who was the ears to it and stuff. So that was always my my goal overall. But as a kid, I was like, man, you know what? I'm, I can just start rapping. So, you know, I started doing a little bit of music here and there, uh, junior high and then in high school. Um, high school, I got a good chance to work with this guy named Vicious. Um, he's from a group called X-Mob. It was a regional rap group that was down in Texas during that time. UGK was bubbling and stuff and Port Arthur and stuff. So hit their group was kind of signed to X Mob, but they always had they had issues going on. You know what I'm saying? They always had just different charges, different things that came up and stuff that held them back in their career early on and stuff. So uh, you know, I was doing my music and I remember they were like that group in the city. You know, that group that you would look up to, like, man, you know, I want to get like them because you start to see them be on TV, little magazines here and there. And it's like, man, they're from your home city. And when you see it grow, you want to be a part of it too. You know, you want to at least see if you can do the same thing as well. Well, that's what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, one of the guys ended up getting out of, he was getting out of jail. And I was cool with his stepdaughter and stuff. And me and this girl named Annalise already did like a few songs and stuff. We was already going back and forth in the studio. Somehow, way his manager had heard our stuff and uh, said, "Hey, Vicious, want to holler at you about you know doing some music." So at that time, we're like seventeen. You know, I'm seventeen. I believe Annalise was probably like sixteen. She was a grade younger than me, so we was about 11, 10th, 11th grade. And so uh, at this time, I'm already deciding that I'm gonna go to the military and everything else. My quickest way to get to what I want to do. I was my goal was to get out of my parents' house so I can pursue anything that I wanted to do on my own. You know what I'm saying? I have to have you know all respect to my parents and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mom and dad ain't let you just be sitting around here thinking you're gonna do music. You know what I mean? That's just what it was. I had to had to prove it. So uh, you know, I got my chance to get on his project. Whatever he had got out, 
And the crazy part about it is that it was, um, uh, yeah, I think his project had, had, had was coming out in like June. So I went to, uh, went into, uh, into, you know, to the military, went to my basic training, all that stuff. So when I got to tech school, man, I was looking so forward to getting a pass to get off of base because I wanted to buy the CD. You know what I'm saying? So I could see the, see my name, you know, in this CD because I didn't get a chance to see the, uh, I didn't get a chance to go to the album release parties and hear all these things. I was already in the military at that time, so I missed that part of it. So, man, I remember that I, I got a chance to go to the to the mall in Wichita Falls, and they had one copy of the CD. It was called I Bought Like Kobe and stuff. So I, I got to the copy and stuff, man, and I'm looking, and I flipped it over, and I think I was on like track number seven or something. And man, I'm looking at it, and my name wasn't in the credits. I was so like, <laughs> and I was like, no, like I'm, in, like I'm in my BDUs and stuff in this mall. I'm like, I can't even show this CD to nobody. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, I, but I'm still on there. My song was still on there, all that stuff, man. But you know, the manager was like, uh, you know, we'll get you on the next run or whatever, something like that, man. No, that was my first like gut in the, in, in being in the being in the music game and stuff. But you know, I didn't take it to heart after that too much longer and stuff, man. Um, before I went in, I was already working on my own album, so I did six songs there. And I went to uh, once I got to San Angelo, I wanted to get to Texas. Now my goal was because people ask, well, why you got Goodfellow? I put no. all the Texas bases on my page because I was already involved with music and, my, and the border. Lake Charles is only two and a half hours from Houston. So for me, it was like, man, I could really still move around and do this. I just need to make it where I can get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get another reason why I knew not to do the cop stuff too as well, because I knew that that schedule was going to be different. You know what I'm saying? It'll be different, yeah. Medical for me, on the other hand, I didn't feel it. I was like, man, maybe I'm gonna get lucky and be able to just get an eight to five or something. You know what I mean? And then get my weekends free or something. You know? And luckily enough, I was able to do that. So I was able to travel. I started traveling back and forth. You know, from San Angelo to Houston at that point. I mean, that's when it just really like it just started bubbling, man. It, it not bubbling. It just started. You know, I started making more connections, more relationships, stuff like that. You know, those drives were, you know, they they were, um, the, the, the car was my office at the time. You know what I'm saying? Or whether I'm writing lyrics or whatever it is, you know, because I, when I grew up in Lake Charles, if I had four hours of time, you know, uh, my bad, my phone did that. Uh, All right. Know, use those four, those four hours. And I always had my stuff prepared. You know what I'm saying? When I went in and stuff, being yeah. prepared, that's all my parents always was being on me about being prepared. So not going in no place, not having your stuff ready. So, uh, you know, every time I went to the studios and stuff, people would be like, man, he's he's militant. He's prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he come in there and got his lyrics ready, everything, every, everything else. They were used to somebody coming in there, not having it ready, still wanting to write the lyrics, you know, kicking back and all that other stuff. And me, I'm in there. Nah, it's time to work. Like, let's go, let's go. You know, and uh, 
you know, I earned a lot of respect that way and stuff, man. And just, you know, I was, they knew me as just that military kid at that time, but I knew how important it was for me to go and make connections in Houston since that was the bigger market and stuff. And I really didn't know people at that time in San Angelo and stuff. And, you know, it, it just, you know, it grew from there. And that, uh, that, that last little bit, man, it, it knocked out. So would you say the last little bit? Because whatever come out, it's time, you know, the connection be kind of choppy sometimes, but it don't matter. Because what my man Black, he's going he gonna, he gonna to edit it, so it should be straight. So would you say it kind of went out? So would you say that last little bit? about? Because about, I heard a little bit about the studio, about going to the studio, because I, I, I was the exact same way. But go ahead, tell it about yeah. the studio, being on time and having your stuff together and all that. Yeah, so when, you know, for the studio and stuff, I was very, like, uh, I always had my stuff in order. If I had a four-hour block and stuff, man, I didn't go into the studio without having my, my stuff already pre-written, ready to go. Uh, you know, I practice it over and over and stuff like that. That way I can knock out so much music at the time. I value the time of how much I had in there. You know, most people that were used to coming in there was doing, you know, they was in there still needing to write a few verses and stuff, you know, and all that other stuff. And for myself, I, I went in there and just handled business. So I was able to get a little bit more respect, you know, at the engineers or they'll work with me a little bit better and stuff because they knew that I was serious about my craft, you know, and, and learning and stuff like that, man. I was very, very big on, you know, building music and stuff like that. Although I can't play an instrument worth a lick, I know, I, I know what I hear. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. So, you know, I grew from there. I, I, I just, you know, that was the biggest. That was, I was always into music before I got into being a promoter for the most part. Yeah. I was the same way, man. I, I, you know, me and my partner, we was just military minded. We'd go in the studio. We knew we had, you know, it was expensive back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't no, go to yeah. your crib and make music. You had to go, it was like $50 yeah. now. It was $60 now. So you had to know your stuff. So we was the exact same way. And people would see us when we go in the studio and they'd be like, yo, man, y'all professional, y'all on time, y'all do y'all thing. And I think that had a lot to do with the military, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, feeling exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I know, you know what that, I'm saying? And, and I mean, from that point, all I was, every weekend for the most part, when I got stationed in, in Goodfellow, I was always, I didn't even know how to drive. I can't even break it down even that much. I didn't even have a license, didn't know how to drive. And I was still getting to Houston to do all my stuff, man. I was still making it, you know, over there and, and uh, getting into the studio, do my, do whatever time I can get done or whatever I needed to get done during that. And I'd hit back to San Angelo and be ready to go to work in the morning and, and do that stuff again, weekend after weekend and stuff. Then, I, then after that, I basically met Sean, you know, around that time, around that time frame and stuff, man. Me and Sean, uh, well, before Sean, I had another homeboy. I'm gonna introduce you to him, man. I'm a, I'm a, we believe this chain and stuff. My guy T Rex, he's a DJ. Uh, he got stationed in, in uh, San Angelo. He was a health admin. You know what I'm saying? And so when he heard that I was doing music, he was like, "Yo, check out my mixtapes and stuff." So this back in the day, we had them on CDs and stuff. And you know, I'm checking out his mixtapes, and I'm like. Man, I'm here by myself trying to do some music. You know what I mean? Let's let's see what we can do. You know? And so at that by that time, he and T Rex, we was on the road together a lot more and stuff. So then he started coming with me. And he was just coming from, I think, Japan at that time. He was already had been DJing uh, different things out there in Japan and stuff. He didn't really know much about the Texas scene. He knew just exactly what everybody else was 
You know, me and him, I started getting him down with different that would go in Texas and stuff like that. And man, me and Sean, man, we met. So it was all three of us met together. So uh, this is how it goes. So man, we went, because I'll never forget it. We went, we were in the we were in the post office, and me and T-Rex was talking. Um, we had a juvenile had just put out a CD, Juvie the Great. Yeah. CD. I remember too as well. It was a Juvie the Great CD. Sean was there. He was in front of and he asked and, and we were talking out loud about the CD and stuff. And then Sean, you know, he get, engages into the conversation and stuff. And at that point, once he engaged, after that, he was like, man, excuse me, man, I'm new to here and all this other stuff. Do y'all know anybody that do music here? You know what I'm saying? So, bam, now we're like, <laughs> and I was there, I believe I was in the post office to mail off CDs, um, my own CDs and stuff at the time. Cause I had already put out a CD, I believe by the time Sean had got there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was at the post office mailing those off and I was, I believe at that time he seen it or whatever. And then at that time, man, we clicked from that point forward. Um, and then it was the three of us that went on the road together at that point. It was me, Sean, and T. And, and you know, at that time, I was probably still, I, I was, I believe, about 19, 20. You know, I was, yeah, I was about 19, 20. And, and it was just, you know, always on the road. I started introducing him to Connects and Studios and stuff. Sean liked to do the Dallas stuff. I was really a Houston guy for the most part, but I was connecting with with whoever I knew in, in Houston, in Dallas. So I believe I connected him with a guy named Johnny Jefferson, I believe was the guy's name. And then from there, Johnny Jefferson took it to where he met everybody else from the Monacoos and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, Don, I introduced him. He did the same artwork guy and stuff, man. Uh, you know, all the connections that was mine was his resources too as well, because we went to shows together. He was my hype man at times, you know what I'm saying? Like. We just bonded and stuff, man. So, uh, you know, we would go on the road and do a lot of shows and stuff together all around Texas. And that was our life for the most part. You know, if he could make it or if T could make it, whatever. But they were always around, man, to really support the uh, support what I was trying to do. Yeah. And uh, remember one time there was a, I got a phone call. And this phone call came through on the medical phone line. You know what I'm saying? For like a, not for appointments, but they were just caught. There was the phone line that they could call in. Like, you know, not, I don't believe it was appointments, but they could call us. So there was a call that came through and a guy was like, and I need to, uh, I'm trying to speak to Sidney Walker. And I said, this is him. And uh, he was like, hey, this is so-and-so from, uh, we're looking to speak to him in regards to a competition that we want him to be involved in. It's called 16 Bar Challenge. Oh, uh, and it's you know you can win a prize of a million dollars, and I just hung it up. <laughs> like, cause it's at work. I'm just like, the work phone. That joker called back, and he was like, uh, you know, and I'm thinking they plan. He is like, you know, he kept, he started. He told me a little bit more and stuff, and he was like, uh, you know, I can send you an email right now, and I can send you, you know, so you can see what it is, man. We've been following you. 
and we want you to be a part of a, a part of this challenge and stuff. And so they started naming out, man, they had a, so on the challenge they had, it was like, fifth, I don't want to get on that, but it was probably 12 MCs from around the U United States and then they had one from Ireland. A few of the familiar people would have been, I believe, Napoleon. He's from the Outlaws, from Tupac's group. Cool. He was going to cool. be a part of it. Miss mm -hmm. uh, Boy, she was the girl that sung on uh, or rapped on the Ice Cube song. You can do it, put your back into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was also going to be a part of it. Um, they had a dude out of Georgia. His name was Lil Weaver. They had a few other few other people that was trying to make some noise and stuff that was on there. But they had me for representing, I believe, Louisiana. Yeah, because I wasn't in Texas that long. And I was like, man, I'm not gonna let them call me out for saying I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm Louisiana. So, uh, you know, so man, as we went, you know, the guy was like, you know, we'll pay you. I forgot how much it was. It was probably about fifteen dollars to $2,000 a month. Um, we'll need you to come down to Houston and we're going to come and film you, you know, get the commercials and stuff because you know, for this event, you can win a million dollars. It's going to be at the New York Hammerstein Ballroom Theater. It's going to be on pay-per-view. It's going to be the first hip-hop competition like what American Idol was. Yeah. You know, me and Sean and us, we're going down there to Houston and stuff. These dudes flew in. I remember the guy's voice from it was like from BET or something like that. Like he did commercial BET and stuff. He had a very familiar voice. And so he was the one that was in charge of like getting the commercial and all that. And Tom, we, we did this for maybe like three months. We stayed in touch with him or something. Then somehow the plan just fell through uh, and and the whole thing just seemed we Nothing ever happened with it. It never showed up on TV. We never, you know, but they had a little commercial and stuff. They do have a like, and it's on YouTube and stuff. I, I've seen it before. I had to, I had to find, go and find it. But uh, a little commercial for it. But it was one of those moments where we really was like, man, I'm close to actually getting on TV and doing this and stuff, you know? And from that point forward, man, I think, believe, I believe after that, that's when we started doing, uh, I was like, what ways can I promote myself? Cause I was still trying to figure out ways to promote me as an artist plus Sean and all that stuff. And so we ended up doing like my own birthday bash and got the beginning of like, where it just really, you know, I, I took on a promoter role and it grew from there, man. It definitely grew from there. Yeah, man. Damn. You got some. Hey, everybody, I bring huh? That's a long one, man. We we only on two thousand five or six by that time frame. You know what I mean? Hey, man, you good? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You tell it, tell it like you want to tell it, man. I, I just sit here and listen. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, 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 I jump in when I need to jump in. Cause like I say, it ain't about me. I want you to tell it. Let everybody hear what's going on. Cause a lot of people don't know. That people like this. You was in the you just a dude in the, in the man's car, <laughs> but here you are. You know you traveling. You know and, and, and you know had an opportunity to maybe been on a, 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 a big you know talent uh, talent search thing, man. Like I, I never you know, I never knew anything about that. So I'm saying this, this is good information, man. You throwing out here, you know, for young cats that's listening. So you know? man, so we did like with my first birthday band, and I was just dealing with. I wanted to bring artists that were from. Uh, Texas. Did that all count? Yeah. So I wanted to bring artists that was all from Texas and stuff, man, for the most part. And and so we started on the birthday bash. It was my first time promoting the concert. 
the city of San Angelo never really had like shows and artists that were just coming to perform and stuff. So, you know, at that point, I was like, let me just throw my hat at it. Let me see what we can do. You know, and uh, we did the first one. It was pretty much a success and stuff because people never had, you know, never had seen it. You know what I'm saying? Done out there. So uh, we did the first birthday bash. I remember the first one we had a guy by the name of Charlie Boy. He had a song called I Love one time that was out. Um, uh, we also had uh, this group called uh, Third Degree. They was out of San Antonio, but it was a lot of the local guys, but they were very um, local. Take that back. They were they were known in certain areas. Definitely known Angelo to where yeah. people would come out and, and see the show and stuff. So uh, we did great with the first birthday bash. I think the second birthday bash, we did Trade of Truth, man. Trade of Truth, oh, yeah. you know, just got a humanitarian <laughs> award. Um, we did Trade here. Um, a few other guys that show actually bombed for me um, because I changed up some of the rules but then I'm going in the in, in stuff the people in the city were still trying to figure out me Sean and T were because coming in and like we military people we bringing military folks out because we knew them and they supported us we had some college folks that was coming out because this was the only party that was going down. And then we also had just the city folks that was coming. You know what I'm saying? But the city folks was just like, and who are these dudes that's coming from? You know what I'm saying? These military guys trying to take over out here, you know? Yeah. Because they had been there. You know, every city has uh, uh, guys that want to rap and, you know, and do music and all that other stuff that have never, you know, caught that wave and stuff. And they see us coming out there and we already clicking and, and getting people to come out here and stuff like that. And, you know, there was a little bit of tension at times, man, when we was young and stuff about that. But, you know, we just kept building. We just growing and stuff. And, and, and at the same time, I was still doing my music. I was still promoting concerts. I was still doing my own studio stuff, working on Sean's album, working on my own stuff networking going to different conferences trying to cds here and there you know we were doing all that but always come back to do a a birthday bash in april for my birthday mm -hmm. so we did the third year that went very well and then by the time we did the fourth year we brought down slim thug and i remember that year was just slim i don't believe in angelo so we so when we did that this is around this is after he had it with all, uh, already platinum, he was signed to Geffen, under Pharrell, and Neptune's, all yeah. that stuff. This was right after that wave and stuff. And so uh, I remember I paid like seventy five hundred for him to come. What? Yeah, man. So for the birthday, but man, this place was so it was packed. It was sold out, man. Sold out. You couldn't even move. I, fire marshal. I remember Sean hosted the event. There's footage out there somewhere. Sean hosted the event back then. Midget Mac from uh, in, uh, in Love with New York. I'm in Love with New York. Little Midget Mac from Duval or one of them little spots or whatever, man. But he came and hosted it and stuff. Um, it was a sold out event, man. I remember the owner told us, she was like, you can't do the concert. You can't do no shows here no more. It was like, you know, you gotta go bigger. So, you know, her blessing of saying we gotta go bigger, we ended up going to a spot called River Stage. We ended up doubling back. From that year, we brought the Yin Yang Twins out to a city venue. So now we had an outdoor city venue stuff. First summer back, we brought Yin Yang 
Since we brought out uh, this guy Lil Will that did the My Dougie and stuff at the time it was a hot song. And then we brought my guy Charlie Boy again. I believe he was on that same show. We killed. We did. We did probably about uh, about eighteen hundred people. So somewhere around there. It was a it was a very big crowd and stuff out there, man. We was doubling from where we went from the club and stuff. We could see like the music was going. I forgot one piece to add into all this. Let me go backwards. So when I got out, the reason why a lot of these people knew me was the like people. You it's the only man for K.A. your boy. Alright, there we go, that's better Yo, so y'all caught me in the middle of listening to one of the many Dat Feeling exclusives Available only to Bandcamp subscribers To get this track, along with the others Go to www.datfeeling.bandcamp.com And sign up for only $3 a month Not only are there bonus tracks But full albums that haven't been released to the general public And new music being added regularly So head over to www datfilling.bandcamp.com now and do what you gotta do to hear some dope music alright alright I'm done with y'all back to my vibe it was because once I got off from work I would go over to the store called Music and where they sold CDs and stuff like that and I would just go hang out over there so Mm -hmm. then I would be able to sell my CDs over there and people would be like who is the Sid character? They didn't know I was in the military. You know, some of them mm-hmm. folks didn't even know, have no clue I was in the military. It was just like, man, this guy Sid, and the, they like the music and stuff. So that's how I was really like connecting with fans and different people that was locally because they would pick up my CDs or I would sell them somebody else's uh, music too as well. You know, and so I was able to sell my stuff in there too. Or I slipped in my flyers for my birthday bash or whatever it is. Like, hey, you like Charlie Boy? Well, here's the mixtape and stuff, but he's also coming, you know, this day or whatever. So and back then they would do meet and greets and all that stuff. So I was getting a lot of, I, I would get a lot of that love because I was bringing those people down here and stuff, man. So uh, that was one of the key things was that I did, when I got off the clock with the, with the military, I went into another clock to try to do the music the week and stuff i was gaining you know fans and stuff like that just mm-hmm. giving them out my music and selling them cd so oh, yeah. uh hey. you know that's all we went, you know we, we went we did shows i ended up doing 10 years of shows man 10 years of birthday bashes and stuff in san angelo man um and you know i wanted to stop at eight but over the 10 years man i had the chance to bring out t-pain hey. uh hey. And uh, uh, Marcus Houston, Trina, Young Job, BJ Ung, Paul Paul, Chameleon, there, Slim Thug, DeRoe, uh, and it's a little, uh, Terrence J from uh, from from 106 in Park at the time. Yeah, a lot of lot of people, man. Frankie J, you know, Young Bird, who's hit maker now. You know, yeah. a lot of people. You know, Angelo, then on the flip side in San Antonio, I was able to do two chain before you before he got to where he is through the titty boy and two chain titty boy, yeah. transition. Mm-hmm. Sold out those in San Antonio with that, did Flocka, did Big Crit for the first time in Texas, you know what I'm saying? With San Antonio and was able to get in the studio Big Crit, you know, and, and do music with him. Um we over the years got with Killer Mike, you know, 
and did some work with Killer Mike as well. Got a video with Killer Mike, you know, spent some time just to really be around him and stuff, man. Went to Atlanta, got in the studio with him. This before all, this is in between the Outcast success. And there was a time when he had, you know, before he got the Run the Jewels time frame and it was in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Fully independent and stuff. Around that time, man, I was around him and being in the studio, watching him lay verses for you know what I'm saying? Him talking, giving me giving me certain game and stuff, yeah. man. We've been blessed. And Sean and done a uh, big group, the Dungeon Family and stuff, who does the poetry for the Dungeon yeah. Family. We went house, you know what I'm saying? And seen this platform, you know what I mean? Like we did all this together, you know what I mean? Me, yeah. him, and T. Rick. Like, yeah. You know, over yeah. time, man, we just built that bond, that relationship, that you know. We, we was brothers in the military. We do a lot of stuff through that. But man, when we got out, like we really had each other's backs in this music and stuff. He wanted to do what he did. I did what I did, but we always used the same, we used some of the same resources and connections. And if I had something that he needed, I hooked him up with it. And it was vice versa. And, but, you yeah. know, over time, like I was able to do so many things, you know, just in the promotion side of things and the conversation. And I remember one time we met a lady. Oh, remember this? We we met a lady during South by Southwest. We met uh met Chuck Chuck the thief from Public Enemy in the streets. Uh met Rakim too as well. But we met this lady from the military. She was working uh in the Pentagon and she was trying to form on the uh on the, the USO tour or something like that. And she, man, I tried to stay in contact with her because I really wanted to try to hit that tour. But by the time we really connected, she was retiring. It work out it was. But man, there was so many relationships and connections that was built over time that that helped, you know, and at the people don't understand the structure of where we were in the military helped get us through a lot of doors because we were so we never we weren't the tip time bombs. We weren't, you know, we were very professional with what it was showed up on time for some things you know we we held a certain type of responsibility towards ourselves and stuff and for them too as well that people yeah. respected it and you know we was able to finagle our way into a few open doors you know what i'm saying yeah Shantan, you got a whole bunch of comments man i'm trying to get a break in there so i can tell you what everybody said so i'm gonna start with, with Shantan for the beginning so Shantan's like hey you making a pot of coffee you better watch the whole thing my man, you know what I'm saying? My man talked to you yesterday, Black. So Black man on here, he just been hitting it. You know, he got a thousand questions. I'm like, hey, Black man, you got stuff. <laughs> we we going to get to some of these questions. So, but Black, you know what I'm saying? I, let me say, I mean, well, so Shantan said, hey, he said she, she was a colonel and she really wanted to put us on. So that's that's what Shantan said. Yeah. But we got most yeah. of So my man, Kevin, he was like, he's like, uh, how many people did you influence with Screw while you was in the military? Say it one more time. I said, he said, how many people did you influence with Screw while in the military? Oh, man. So, I mean, of course, when they roll with me to, like, shows and events, that's, you know, of course, I'm trying to teach them the lingo of a lot of that stuff, man. You know, as a kid, I grew up listening to the whole, you know, the DJ Screw, all, all that era. So I had tapes all the time. And, you know, I try to play or put something on because if they're going to a Texas event, you better be Texas prepared. You know what I'm saying and ready because you gotta know what songs they're gonna be playing and what's the what's the lingo and all that yeah. other stuff. So uh, 
I'm sure I influenced a lot of them because, you know, as the shows kept going, the people that was actually working on my staff were military folks. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't know about text music or whoever and stuff. So I had to teach them who was who in the in the industry and stuff, man. And, you know, it, it, it put a lot of people on that, man. Definitely. My first, and speaking of my first feature that I ever got in while I was in the military, I paid $2,500 for Big Mo to be on my first album. And I remember that, you know what I'm saying? And he was like my favorite from the Screwed Up Click, Recipes to Big Mo and stuff. He you know, he was well off of his deal. He had to deal with priority, I believe, too. And uh, he was fresh off that purple stuff deal and stuff, man. And I remember I just wanted to make a song with Big Mo. And I still have that picture to this day somewhere. It's outside. I know where it's at, but yeah, I still have my picture with him to this day, man. Rest in peace, Big Mo. Sure. Yeah, he said, how much pressure was it to be a big part of uh, Big Pokey's comeback album and keep it to the essence of what made him great? Man, so, you know, the Pokey situation is, is a, uh, is a, uh, um, man, it's a story within itself because I, I had worked with so many people out of Texas, so many artists, you know, everybody out of my 20, 20 plus years of doing this stuff. Never had me and Pokey ever met each other or worked together until last June. That was when we first met and got in the studio and just started working and stuff. Um, you know, that was a touching one because man, with, with Pokey, I knew that we was on to something um my goal when i was a kid let me go back a little so my goal when i was a kid was that i wanted to put out artists uh on my own and a and r and and be the executive producer and it's weird that 20 years later that was my first chance to really get a chance to do that with somebody of that caliber and stuff so uh you know when the when the opportunity came about and stuff man again that military speaks a lot you know uh of just being militant just you know being focused, determined, you know, that those those certain signs that we have that struck, you know, the focus of it, of things and stuff, just being focused about whatever we put our hands to. So uh put our minds to. So um, you know, me and Pokey, our relationship grew. Um, the biggest thing for me and him was that I didn't want to who he was as an artist and stuff, but I wanted to bring him to current level and stuff and that was the same that he wanted to see. our biggest thing was just hey let's just make great music because the music will for itself no matter how it goes we've never went and tried to go to like radio or anything else outside of the promotion because we felt that the music is going to speak for itself and you know being gone like 12 13 years man i knew i was up for a challenge because it wasn't easy to get him to say, yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and do something together. You know, it wasn't something that just, yeah, man, down, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Nah, it was, it was a, it took a little bit of time because again, he didn't know me. I didn't know him like that. I had just came off of uh, another venture that I was doing for the all, this was all screwed up when we was doing a movie on DJ Screw. Uh, I was just coming off of that situation and me and him, we're still trying to learn who, who each other were and stuff. But the thing was, every time I was putting music in front of him, he was like, man, damn. He was like, man, that's some good stuff, you know? So he was, I was starting to get his, uh, 
get his cosign for the most part that like, yo, I'm gonna do this with you. And when he, one day he got with me, we pulled me out the studio and he was just like, he was like, man, I keep this that we doing. People don't have to fight over what's a classic album. You know what I'm saying? But they'll start, you know, you'll be in the conversation of my classics. And man, I took that to heart so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, I need to be in that conversation, you know? And <laughs> well, you, well, you, you in it now, man. I'm telling you, you in it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, so that, I want to say that same session was when we were in the studio with Because that song, I was like, man, I'm going to get Devin on there. Because I was looking for ways that people would be interested to in hearing, you know, hearing him collab with others that he never collabed with. So seeing him and Devin get together like that was a was a moment as well. Uh, of course, that was one of Sean's favorites and stuff too. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, getting that opportunity to be there with Devin and, and watching the song together and stuff and seeing them interact, man, that was just one of those feelings. Like never never thought it was gonna happen, and then was glad to have seized that type of footage we put to put it out there for the world to see as well. Man, it's just, you know, it's an awesome thing, man. Me and Pokey, we had to, we honestly had work. You know, we once we got in the groove, we was in the groove, man. And and the thing that he always says to me is like, man, when the Lord's working, you learn how to move out the way. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when he broke that down like that, it was like, Lord's working, learn to move, you know? And so <laughs> I got, he got out. You know, he got out of his own way. He let me do what I was doing and stuff. He, he seen something differently in me that, you know, I guess others didn't, you know, bring to the table for him. And, uh, you know, I went on my own, man. I would, you know, I stay six hours from here. So uh, I would literally have to drive six hours there, six hours back. You know what I'm saying? So that alone gives you a lot of, you know, and I'm so used to making that drive. It's been 20 years of doing this. So it's like, I had to make this happen because I knew that a it could it was a dream you know it was a passion it was a passion thing at first you know what I'm saying like I passionately want to put out another project because to me like I tell him I wanted to give you my flowers this is me giving you my flowers I think you deserved another class so that's why we kept you know and I think that's the reason why we just have such a strong connection because he knows that I'm just I want to see as much success he i want to see him have further success than what it was i think he's a great artist he's a great lyricist plus i wanted to show people that you can be 30 plus 40 plus and you don't have to give up on your music game and stuff because hip-hop is getting older as we get older you know what i'm saying and it's not like oh man i stopped listening to hip-hop i'm listening to jazz now you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know I'm, I'm glad you said that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah so uh you know that was the biggest thing so with pokey being able to put out this project man i've had other legends you know just reach out to me and just see love that they have and see bun B put up talking about man best out you know what i'm saying out all this other stuff you know putting posts about your project that you sat in there and worked on and you know listen to multiple times over you know what i'm saying over months trying to figure out how to piece something together will they really like this you know what i'm saying going back and forth on certain things being frustrated with certain parts of the process is just all part of it 
But then when you see the final package and it's out there to the fans and you watch the the uh, their stories and they're tagging certain things on posts and you hear the music that you worked on, there's no better high, man. There's no better feeling. You know what I'm saying? Seeing that all come together because that's what you that's 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 what I see. You know what I'm saying? That just shows me how big this music is and that you can touch people by just putting out great con content for the world to see. That's all they want. People just want to be content that's that's gonna that's gonna give them something to focus on. And I think that me and Pokey did well with it. We four million streams in now um, on the project. And it continues to rise. It continues to go. Uh, man, blessed, blessed. Because you know, 20 years ago, it's something like would it, it? You know, I'm real big on the times. I'm real big on seeing. You know that. You know, at, at first when you're young, you don't really understand the concept of time, and you want everything now. And you know what I'm saying? It has to come now. It has to be right. It's my time right now. 16 bars. Dang, it didn't come out. You know what I'm saying? You look and you know you make a you you make a connection but that connection fails through and stuff but you know you, you got to respect and you know god just has a mysterious way of working you know what i'm saying and just bring all this stuff together and, and and making it all happen and stuff man and i'm a firm believer in it um i see where i think there was times when i thought that we was about to be bigger than what it was and it didn't happen at that time and I know I was, in a, and I felt that I was in a better situation probably then at the time. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah. just gotta be able to trust the process, man. And and you find the right team players and and, and and people that's involved. And I think, you know, I'm I'm in it right now. I'm in the perfect stride of where I would like to be at, it, and it's only gonna get bigger. There, man, it only gets bigger and better. Yeah, man. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. Hey, I, I like it. I listen to it. I'm like, man. You know, I told you. The same song that we gonna play and the same song that my man like, I like it too. I think I think it's on point, man. I, you know, like I say, I, I can't lie. I say I know who who knew who Big Pokey was, but the way he reacted, I was like, I think I need to get to know who Big Pokey. Is. <laughs> I need to go back and figure out who this dude is right now. If this man acting like this, just from hearing him, you know, you know, seeing his name. So I said, let me go, let yeah, me man. go figure it out. So if somebody else put something else on. They said, uh, I love the bell. And parlay, yeah, bail, ball and parlay by Big Pokey, uh, Tuskegee University marching band. They play it as their fight song. That's right. Whether sunny or gray, we gonna ball and parlay. You know what I'm saying? That's from no, the first album. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And it was, you know, again, I'm 14 years old. I got his cassettes. I still have some cassettes of his. And you know, as a kid, that was my first song that I really knew of Pokey like that. His first real song that I knew of Pokey. And it's like, you know, it's a classic. Again, he's he's classic. Let's come back after 30 years and be able to come back this strong and stuff in a new generation and a new era of music and stuff like that. And the to his fans are still down, down, down with him so heavy man and it's crazy that, you know over time it wasn't like he didn't do shows it wasn't like he wasn't still doing features or concerts he was still performing stuff 20 years ago you know what i'm saying but just in the text realm of things and he was comfortable you know growing his family was growing up you know everything else and you know again i it's crazy because that song really is one of my favorites from him i always be trying to sing it and stuff while he's around he tell me to shut up <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I'm about, I'm about to go listen. Like I said, y'all got me now. Like I said, y'all, I'm, I'm booked. I'm happy to go back. After I heard that song, the album I just listened to that you did, man, I'm like, I need, I need to learn about this dude. So I'm about to go back. I'm about to go through his whole catalog and become a fan. Because I see how happy and how hyped up y'all are. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. It's a big thing, man. I, and, and, uh, again, like I say, I really didn't understand what I had, but I was like, man, I'm going to make this what it needs to be because he kept telling me. Hey man, if they didn't listen, they didn't know who you was beforehand. They don't know you now, you know. And he's like, it's no time. So man, I just, I just kept that close to me, man, and, and kept going. And we, we here now. Tomorrow I'm at house. I mean, tomorrow I can honestly say we at House Blues, you know. Yeah, that was so, big deal. That's a big deal right you know, there. You know, that's that's oh, man. Like you know, a year ago I wouldn't think that I'd be, you know this close, this involved and stuff like that. But you just learn how to just keep going and, you know, stay in your stride, man. Don't get knocked off your, uh, don't get knocked off your block, you know, so. That's, that's what this is about. That's why this, this podcast is important, man, because I want to make sure that that idea, what you just said, is for everybody. So, Shantan oh, yeah. got something for you, man. He said, there's a person out there struggling. Hold up, I'm going to put it up here, man. So, I'm going I'm to go ahead and stick it up here so you can read it, too. There it is. Yeah. There's a person out there. Go ahead, you can read it. Yeah, there's a person out there struggling to balance military responsibilities with their passion to make music or pursue the arts. Looking back on your time in the military, advice uh, advice can you give them? What advice can you give them? Um, man, again, it goes back to uh, managing time. Man. It's, a, it's a big time thing, you know. You know what you do with your time all lot is where you know the greats you you build that you build up at you mean you know I, I you hear the stories of the michael jordans and the kobe bryans after practice before practice they in there still still hoop you know what i'm saying standing staying into it you know taking it hard on themselves then i believe that's the thing that 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 gets you to a different level you know and for myself that i would always after you know the ones that are struggling with it, I would find whatever time I could to be able to do the music or study the industry, study the game and stuff. Man, I was real heavy into it. If I, if I couldn't even uh, be around it, I'm reading a book on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone, I'm Googling certain things just to learn more, just to be prepared. That way, if the conversation ever comes about, I know something about it and I can engage with it and stuff, man. And a lot of times the people that, you know, if they having a hard time balancing it and stuff, then you just got to find, we all get the same 24. You know what I'm saying? You just got to, some of the things, man, that, you know, I miss out on, a, I'll put this, I miss out on a lot of opportunities as a kid from partying locally. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and then being involved like that because of my craft and the dream, the passion of wanting to do something. You know what I mean? So yep. I missed out. I could have chose that. You know what I'm saying? And then being like, man, I just don't have no time. I don't have no time to do it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But instead, time that I was supposed to be doing that stuff, I mean, that time that, you know, most people would choose to go out and party and parlay and kick it and all that. I was spending my time over here trying to figure out the music game and stuff. And it's still that same, still that same way, man. It's still yeah. that same way. I, I don't even, it's hard for me to watch 
TV. You know what I'm saying? If it's not about music and stuff, there, just don't, I don't know. <laughs> man, you something, man. I'm just quiet listening to you because everything you saying is pretty much who I am, and Shantan is. I know who I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, you know I'm get Shantan back in this rap game. I know he's trying to play like he ain't gonna get in it, but I already told him he's seen my yeah. local five man productions. We getting in there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I know you're listening to him. I'm gonna get you. Sean like sing and stuff, but you know, I used to be trying to get Sean to really rap and stuff, man, a lot back in the day. Excuse me, a lot back in the day because man, Sean bring that old school vibe and stuff. Yeah, man, he was like, but you know what? A lot of this stuff early on, I didn't him. You know, he was just that other side of me that he back then. The way I am, the brains, the pokey stuff, and, and, and trying to make things happen and shape. Sean was that for me back in the day, and let me be be able to be the artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He would take care of some of the details and stuff like that. And uh, man, we we went. There was so many military people that have been part of my little crew, or that we have met along the way that became part of it and stuff, man. We had this fun run, man. We just had a, a great run. They were all, you know, whether it's security, whether I needed somebody door to count the money, you know, for concerts, whether I needed somebody backstage, you know, we all there was and even, you know, I I I can I can honestly say in the military while I was in, my supervisors always showed me love. They That's never was like yeah, I didn't get to my questions yet, but that was one of my questions. I was gonna ask that. I asked Shanton the same thing. Man, they never, they all supported me. Every one of them. Sergeant Lofton, all the way, Sergeant O'Brien. Uh, then I went to San Antonio, Sergeant Weaver, and they believed in me so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, go do it, go do it. So, you know, there was a time, man, I was on MTV, I believe, while still in the military. Like I was still in the military and they were still playing the video and TV jams and stuff, man. So, you know, and just they would push me to to go be better and stuff because they knew that's where I wanted to be and stuff, man. And it just, you know, when I got out the military, it was a hard it, it was a hard decision, but it was hard because I didn't want to leave what I knew best. You know what I'm saying? What I not saying what I knew best, but what was home. You know what I'm what built me, you know, what was a backbone. I didn't have to worry about certain things while being in the military. Yeah. You know, got out, I was probably 27, 27 at that time. And, and it was it was a fun ride. But, you know, at that point, it was either, hey, you're going to stay in the military. Because I was nine and a half years and I'd already stayed in Texas for the most part, you know. And they were like, hey, it's coming to that time to where you're going to have to go somewhere else do a year and a half two years you know what i'm saying whatever it was and you know at that point in time with my career i ended up saying hey i'm gonna get out you know and go pursue this somehow some way i don't want to miss that opportunity and i felt like if i sign another three or four years finish it out and do a full 20. you know what i'm saying so if you're gonna get out get out now before you hit that over 10 mark and you should have just stayed in and, and finished it out and stuff. So I ended up getting out at that point in time. And then I went to uh, went to college, man. Went to, went to school, uh, went to full sale online. Uh, got a degree in entertainment business, master's in innovation and entrepreneurship. 
what I'm talking uh, You know, <laughs> use, use that, all that, I use all that military, plus some yellow ribbon, per, yellow ribbon program, everything, every dollar they had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I kept, you know, went to school, uh, opened up a, a clothing slash music store out here, opened up a rental venue for us to throw concerts and shows at that time. And, you know, just, it, it felt different. I will say that, you know, I will say that it definitely felt, it, it was different for me. I had to get into a different groove, you know, getting out. I forgot to touch on the Robbins thing. I was supposed to go to Robbins actually at one point. That was another piece of this story that was the balance part. So when we was in like my third year for my birthday bashes, Robbins Air Force Base, at that time they were coming out with orders. And at that point in time, you could pick, I think you could pick what bases you wanted to go to, I believe. That's how it was. You could pick, yeah, yeah. you know, how to put you on wherever. Your first assignment. You know, not your first, but your second, I guess. Your second assignment. To try to get you wherever you want to go. So, uh, me personally, I did want to go to Atlanta. I wanted to go, well, I wanted to be close to Atlanta. Because I always felt Atlanta was the mecca. It was going to be big and hip-hop. Oh, yeah. You know, old 05, 06 frame and stuff man this is around the first beginnings of Bill John eras and all that stuff you know starting off and so I'm you know uh the concerts are doing well or our birthday matches are doing well but then my orders for Robbins came up and man I I turned them down you know because I was already in a stride and I was like man what if I go to Robbins and you know, I've built all this stuff up already for three, four years, and now you leaving, you know, something, and now you got to start over again. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to care about San Angelo or Texas stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to start. I worked there. I, I was working there for a while, too, as a, as a fireman, man. And, 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 and yeah, I, had, I only did one year there, and I was out of there. You probably made the best decision. Was it, no. uh, <laughs> an hour and a half? An hour and a half? Atlanta. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half from Atlanta. So yeah, I would go to Atlanta and do stuff and whatever. But you know, try to you know do do you know, little shows and town shows and stuff from there when I was in there. But at the end of the day, man, you you know you know that's the only thing good about Robin about an hour away from Atlanta. Yeah, but see, that's the whole thing for me. See, we San Angelo. I'm six. I was six hours. Well, I'm six hours away from Houston. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was and an hour and a half to be away yeah. from Atlanta. Oh, I'm there every day. You know what I'm saying? After work, I'm going to be in there. That's where I wanted to do. That's where I wanted to be at. But, you know, I turned down those orders because I, that connection that I had, that brotherhood that I had with the fellas and stuff, I didn't want to end it that quick. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, you know what? We broke. And I'm going to just turn them down. And I remember I stayed at Goodfellow for another like four and a half years or whatever. Yeah. You know, until I could get orders come back up again and stuff. And then that's when I decided to just say, hey, I'm going to go to San Antonio because it's easy to get over there. That'll put me three hours away. Yeah, that, ain't, that wasn't bad. Three hours ain't bad at all. Better than six. You know. <laughs> but I was in the middle, so it was like three hours, so three hours from San Angelo. I could come back and do some parties out here. Mm -hmm. I was three hours from Houston. I could go out there and get some studio work done. I was three hours from Dallas as well. Like, man, perfect. And an hour and a half from Austin. So, man, at that time, I was able to touch a lot more and stuff. See, again, I go back to that time frame. The time I have, I used it in a certain way. I was looking to figure out how can I get more stuff done. You know what I'm saying? If I can only be closer or whatever, you know? I'll, personally, I'll work whoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I want 
I'm a work. I'm a work. So that's the big thing. Yeah. So all the stuff you talking about, man. Like I said, me and my man, uh, Op Solo. He's my my little partner, Ryan. You know, we we've been doing this for a long time too, man. And, and I had to, we had to come to some decisions, man. And it's funny when you say about how you was looking and you saw all this stuff popping and using the military. I was like that about Miami. I, I'm in, I'm in. You know, I just got in the military. I'm looking and they gonna trick daddy. Blowing up at home, I, you know. All this time, I'm in Miami doing shows, doing all, and I just kind of like, man, I'm just, I gotta find something to do. And so I went to the military, and as soon as I got in the military, Miami had a second win. Because before that, it was just all two live crew and that kind of thing. And then Miami had a second win, you know what I mean? So, but I did what you did. I did shows. I did things in the military. I just made sure I got out there and I just did my thing, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I think it seemed like you had a lot more. You you did. You have a lot more success than me. Uh, you know, with some of this stuff, and then you know, it came to a point where I was like, I gotta get out, and I, I did eight years, and then I went reserves, man, and so I retired in the reserves because I knew I needed that flexibility to do what I want to do, which is what you do, you know, doing music and things like that. I just think, you know, gotcha. I think that I think that just the you know the the hearing stuff like this and hearing what you saying, and like I said, we had that we had Mark uh, um, uh, MRK. Um, Socks come on and he, he had a similar story. He, he did 12 years active duty and he was like, I'm out. He said, I'm, he, he was in Japan. He had videos with the Japan artists. He was like, blow. He said, man, I'm up here and I'm looking up and there's my video on a big, big ass uh, video cap thing on a building in Japan. I was like, man, I, man, <laughs> I, I was in the, I was going, I was the station in the wrong places. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, this is the second time I'm hearing somebody like with your kind of success. And we got to get together, man. I ain't, you know, you got a, you got a degree in marketing. I, you know, the one thing I lack, and I'm not good at, is that I don't. I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at nothing. This podcast is we, we trying to get better at marketing and doing things like that. So yeah, you know, I don't know nobody with my marketing degree. So if you got that kind of experience, my man, had to pick your brain a little bit about some of this stuff. You know what I mean, man? It's all, but you know, marketing is, it's it's one of those things, man. It's very creative got to be very creative very uh you know and i'm not gonna say i'm the greatest the best at it, and i just really try to think into the project and, and, and see what i can pull out of it that's gonna you know bring you know some value to others and stuff man and to be honest with you man this is a this is a great platform of, of what you're trying to do and stuff man because there is a lot of um different people that you will run into man I, there's people that i've ran into that I brought as as uh, as artists, and you know, got run with them. Whether it's the DJ, the managers, or whatever, and they'll tell me a story like, "Yeah, man, I was in the military, or God did for you, or whatever, and got right out, or you know." And they all have different stories of why they got out, or what they didn't like. You know what I'm saying? What it was and stuff. So, you know, it's 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 one of those things. Whenever you do have that conversation with somebody, you say, "Hey, yeah, I'm prior military, or whatever." Uh, you know, and then somebody else says, "Yeah, man, I used to be in the military. Man, yeah. it's like a automatic brotherhood. Like, automatic. yeah, we out here." <laughs> We out here. A lot of people just don't know, man. You know, when you're doing stuff, man, you know, like I said, they used to laugh at me. When I be, you know, and they they probably laugh to this day because I'm chief. I'm a retired chief, man. Sorry, oh, you a chief, you know what I'm saying? It's this certain prestige or whatever supposed to come with being a chief. Man, the hell with that. My generation was hip-hop. And everybody chief that's coming out now, their generation is hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So what you think? It, it ain't nothing changed. I mean, it just, you know, back in the day, we go in the chief's office, they had Led Zeppelin, whatever, and now you go in the chief office, they probably got Rock Kim playing in them. 
It just it's just exactly. what it is. I don't think it's odd, but people look at me like, oh, you was a retired chief master. You you might, you know, we still like hip hop, uh, yeah. <laughs> what you think? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you see, I'm quiet, don't exactly. fast about your story. And I don't know a lot, you know, you teaching me something about Texas. Cause I, you know, I was at Goodfellow. I've been to San Antonio. I've been to all these places. But I, and I had to go to the PX, the BX and stuff. And I would go in there and look at these. Cause they had, they had to, you go into the BX and Goodfellow when I was there, they had Texas on lock. I mean, all these dudes, I didn't know who they was. I remember seeing little and people like that. I didn't know who none, none of these people were to go grab, grab their CD. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, you know, I was lost about Texas, but listening to you, I'm just like, man, I need to go back and get on my Texas game. I need to go back out there and get and kind of get the get the you know get the, you know get the chilling out there and kind of seeing what's going on because y'all got your own little world and you was able to thrive in that, man. I mean, it's what it sound like. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's good. taking time. You know, I've 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 been able to do a lot of stuff, man. You know, I still I'm in government services still to this day and stuff, man. I'm actually trying to. Uh, you know, I didn't want my military time to go to waste. So um, I'm actually still in the, uh, I work. So the venues that I was bringing the artists to, once we got, once we couldn't do it no more in that club and stuff, now I actually sit and do the contracts for the city. So I'm the events manager in the city of San Angelo. Wow. And so I do all the contracts for all concerts. Wow. Stuff out here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sit on the stage and, and, and do all that stuff. Now I'm the one that do the negotiations to bring anybody else down to this city and stuff, man. I've had I've had so much love though, you know, of doing my own, being a promoter. But the reason why I'm on that other side is A, you know, I felt, you know, I put in nine and a half with the government uh already. I wanted to just go on and just, hey man, while it's still young at the challenge, uh it was definitely a challenge as well for me to uh, to be, to be uh, the events manager because that was really my first real job, you know. Um, my first time going to a real interview. So it was my first time going back and, and uh, you got 50, 60 uh, candidates that's trying to qualify for this job. You know, at that time, all I really had was military on my... Uh, on my resume, um, I was going to I was going to college at the time, uh, but it wasn't like I didn't have the degree. But the thing that you know that that stood me out further than the rest of the people was that I had put in the time, man. I had you know I already had the experience, you yeah. know, of concerts and promotions and events. They already knew me in the city and stuff. But the problem was they. You know, I'm I'm in a city that's five four percent blacks. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I know I was there. I was stationed there. I know. It judges you straight off of being a rap guy. You know what I'm saying? Not understanding. It's just a it's just the culture. It's how we was raised and stuff. And we still regulate through and throughout. We just like our music fast and we, we like our beats and tempos and groove to it and stuff. And uh, you know. That's, to uh you know I'm, I'm in a blessed position of being able to do that with the city and stuff man again it was something i challenged myself to do uh, uh anything that i step on the plate for is is i'm real big as me against me so um i'm always on the hunt to make myself better and, and you know my stats show it i guess for the most part i i try to compete with myself you know to make another concert bigger to make an event whatever it is you know 
And again, I've had, as a promoter, again, I've had, I had the chance to bring Snoop out here to San Angelo. I mean, you know, first time in West Texas, sold it out, did it on a Monday. You know what I mean? Like, Monday? Oh, wow. Monday. Started, bro. Same day the school started out here, I brought Snoop and he sold it out. Had the city on crazy, you know? We've done a lot of those things, man. I've gotten to the point to where I don't do as many concerts in San Angelo as me bringing them because Honestly, I've done everything that I wanted to do out here. I'm 37 now. I've yeah. been doing shows since I was 21. There's, once I did Snoop, it was like, and once I started just selling the show that we did with Lil Boosie, man, he, we, we signed the contract on a Monday. The show was on that Saturday. sold it out six days. Once I started doing them, it was just becoming to like, who? What's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't no more, it wasn't fun. It started not being no more fun to me because I'd already did it. So, you know, I proved myself. I've You know what I'm saying? And I want to be able to, I'm one of those that wants to challenge myself to do other things yeah. and, and see how they go and stuff. I, I want you to, whenever they see my resume, I'm going on there. Yeah. He was a promoter, the boy was a manager. He would uh, know how to uh, be the, you know, the the guy behind the stage, behind the scenes on stuff. He could be the MC, whatever it is. I always wanted to be able to be have some type of knowledge in that era, in in that area and stuff. So yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, yes, man. Hey you, yeah you, that musician that's just starting out his career. First and foremost, go get you an ASCAP. Then it's gonna have some information in there that you will need, like a UPC code. Yeah, you're gonna need one of them. You know where you can get one of them from? Audio Swim. Go to www.audioswim.com, $5 a track, they'll get you set up. All that information you can put in the ASCAP, get paid for your music, and guess what? You off and running. Audioswim.com, go there today. Yeah, I, I did the same thing when I got out. I was like, okay, I'm. A, I went to, to the civil service, man. I didn't want to lose all my time neither. So I've been in. I've been a GS employee since Just then. So. I started GS five, and you know, I've been working. I worked my way all the way up to where I'm at now as a deputy chief, you know, uh, in the fire department, man. So, so, I, so, yeah. And it's just about, like I said, I go in work. They don't know. I, I manage people. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm over seeing like 40, 48 people, and I'm over there, and I'm they don't know nothing. They see on my desk the hip hop chief. They don't know what that means. I got it right on my desk. The hip hop chief. They like, what, what? you know, until somebody started digging into it, like, oh, this cat got videos. This cat got albums. This cat, you know, he produced. He do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ask me questions, I'll tell you about it. But you know, you know, it, you know, we humans. This is music. It's, it, I mean, it's music. But we still have lives that we live. And, and, and you know, that, that's not, you know, saying that's not who we are. You know, even though hip hop is a culture, that's not all of who we are. That's a part of who we are. So yeah, you got you got a good point, man. So. Here one of my questions. You you were answering probably all my questions. I, I'll just sit back chilling because you just like I think you I, did. He, did he look at this list and memorize it or something? Because you went through almost all of the stuff I was gonna add just about. I said I got a couple get a couple in here. You know what I'm saying? Because you just went through and knocked them all out. And you you I think you might have answered this, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway. I'm just I'm just curious. You know what I'm saying? Who was the first Texas legend you worked with, and what was the first thing that came to your mind the minute you walked in the room and you were standing there with him? Cause I can tell you, I, 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 you know, I didn't work with him, but I was there with Rakim, and I've been there with other people, you know, other kind of people, man. But yeah. Rakim was my man. I, I'm just Rakim dude. So when I walked in and I saw Rakim. I was just like, I was speechless. I, 
I, I probably said some of the dumbest stuff came out of my mouth. It might have been gibberish because I was just like, man, that's where I came standing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big Mo was my first. You know, Big Mo was my first. Um, the first impression that I had from it was, dang, I'm giving up 2500 to this guy to come in here and, and sing something that I wrote. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the one of the, the artists that really, like, made me nervous, and I've only recently probably got over that bit of the nervous around them, is Chameleonaire. That's really? the only. I wonder why that cat's a millionaire, man. That cat, he went to Silicon man. Valley and became him. He don't even need to rap no more. Yeah, man. But you know what? He's always been, you know, that, again, I was in the military. I drove like seven hours to go see him in Del Rio, Texas. Like real, like get, I still have the poster and everything in my house. He autographed it, all that stuff. Um, after that, man, I brought him for my birthday back at four. In the, but for some reason, and number 10. And but for some reason, by the time he got to number 10, we were very, very good with each other. He was very cool with me. He would come by himself. And those are the moments that I cherish the most was when they came by themselves or maybe one of one other and they actually are giving me some type of game or we're having a conversation. Yeah. So, man, times when I was nervous, just talking to Cam, just talking to Chameleonaire and stuff, because I'm just like, and this is before you know, the lifts and, you know, his investments and all that other stuff. This is still Chameleonaire, still rapping and stuff. When he got to, you know, the Silicon Valleys and doing all that stuff, um, when Hurricane Harvey was in, so when Hurricane Harvey hit Texas and stuff, um, people were trying to raise money and stuff. So, man, me and him actually put together a, uh, or I put together a, um, a charity event. He came down and hosted it in San Angelo and stuff, and we raised money Hurricane Harvey and stuff. And he, again, by himself. And I'm just like, man, you're committed. Like, it's chameleonaire. Like, but you know, we in the car, we're talking, we talk a lot of business and stuff, man. And chameleonaire <laughs> you know, um, was also the first artist that actually gave me a, uh, they gave me um, a free verse, you know, of uh, actually to just say, hey, here you go. This is yours. Yeah. And uh, this was probably, you know, and if you listen to the Pokey album, that's where it comes from. You know what I'm saying? That's that's exactly where it comes from. But you know, I still had to get Chameleonaire to clear it and stuff like that because he is Chameleonaire. You can't just put anything with Chameleonaire online; it's gonna get taken down. And but he gave me the paperwork for it. And man, I'm, I, I, you know, I could call him and we can, you know, even if I called him now, and he may not pick up the phone right now, I know he, if, whenever he does get time, he's gonna reach back out to me. And man, he he's had. We've had so many golden conversations, man, that I still get nervous at times to talk with him because I, I don't take it for granted that he's actually talking to me about something. But I'm gonna tell you something that I did that was cool with him was that about maybe a month and a half ago, a friend of mine in San Antonio, and this is how relationships, a friend of mine in San Antonio reached out and was like, hey, 50 Cent's coming to San Antonio, um, but the promoter wants to get Chameleonaire to open now, Chameleonaire doesn't do concerts because he just, you know, ain't ain't no reason for him to do a concert for the most part. So uh, he was like, but he wants to get Chameleonaire to open up for him. So from, he was like, but we the only person we know that probably can talk to him directly and get it through to him is probably yourself. And so, you know, called him because I knew that 
him and 50, there's something there. You know what I'm saying? There, there's definitely something that could be there and stuff. So, you know, uh, called him up, said, hey, man, these people trying to book you. And, and the crazy part was the show was on a Tuesday. I called him on that, that Thursday before. And he was just kept asking me, like, why is it so last minute? Why is it so last minute? And I'm just like, bro, I don't, I can't answer all that. But all I can tell you is that 50, you know, 50's opening it up. He's like, man, the only reason I would like to do that show or do it is because me and 50 have been trying to catch, or 50 has been trying to catch up with him to talk and stuff. And he was like, that's the only reason I'll try to make it happen and see it. But other than that, I wasn't trying to get out of the house for COVID or anything like that. But yeah. he says, for you, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? For Not for me, but for this situation, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, yeah. You know? So go ahead and try to set it up. So I was negotiating, getting him and the promoter right, you know, making sure all the, the, the business side of everything is taken care of. And, you know, he ended up coming down and doing that show and stuff. Came out of retirement real quick. I guess he linked with 50 and they did what they did. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's crazy because I can even tell people, you know, now didn't even, I didn't expect nothing from Chameleon there from it, first of all. You know what I'm saying? I didn't expect nothing from it. You don't, you don't, you don't go into something thinking, hey, this is what I'm gonna get out of you because it never worked out right for you and stuff. But I remember like, you know, looking into my PayPal and then seeing him send me some you know just for setting up the play and stuff you know and that's when i knew it. he never asked me for my information never had it you know what i'm saying but you know i looked at my paypal and he had took care of me i was like chameleon son eat some bread you know what i'm saying <laughs> i wish i could say something like that hey, amen you a blessed man <laughs> i only read about chameleon there hell you get the you get the you met chameleon there you get to talk with chameleon there hey man you know what yeah, i'm saying man. I, I'm blessed to be on this this, this podcast, man. I done, I done talk to some people, man. They be talking to me about stuff like, man, what the hell? <laughs> I was in the wrong place when I was stationed. I don't know what I was doing. I was definitely meeting the wrong people or something. Yeah, in hip hop, what's up? I, I, it's just one, you know. Just again, relationships are very valuable. Um, another thing is, I always like to try to tell people, like you know, for myself, you. If you're gonna go in with a few people, I'd love to take Sean and T with me and stuff because they knew how we needed to act in certain ways and stuff. Yeah. Then we would act a fool and all that other stuff. But man, if you really want to get in the door for a lot of these things, and you take people that got an educated mind that's just like yours mm-hmm. and that can be, you know, responsible and held accountable for certain things or whatever, or you just go by yourself and you get the job done and you get in the door faster. That's always what I heard. I went to go do these conversations with certain people and stuff. I knew I couldn't have too much other stuff around because if I did, I can't get everything that I want them to talk about to me and tell me and feel open about, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I always went a lot of times when I do these trips and stuff, I'm by myself because if an opportunity comes up, I want to be able to be able to dive all the way into the conversation without no holdbacks. Hey, man, we can talk about it later. Type, nah, I want to talk about it right now. Let's right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got, so, I'm trying to catch some of these, man. You answered so many, man. I'm just sitting here quiet, like, okay, this cat, he answered a whole bunch of good stuff, man. So, my, my question is, and I, you probably answered this already, what was one of your most memorable hip-hop moments while serving? Was it, was it Pokey, or was it, do you got another What's Not my most memorable? Mo, or do you got another What's my most memorable? What your most memorable um, hip hop moment while you were serving? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, rapping with Mo, or was it some other one? 
You say, what's my most memorable? What was one of your most memorable hip hop moments while you were serving in the military? You might have already said it, but I, you know, say I'm just you know throwing back out. Maybe I missed. Uh, man, it's it's, it's it's too many. It's too many, man. If I, if, I, if, I, if I pick one, if I pick honestly, if I pick one, I'm wrong because man, I've been backstage with. I've met Diddy when I was in. You know, I've met. Killer Mike, you know, um, I've done too many things that just kept going, bro. If I if I settled on just one moment, then I'd be I, I'd, I'd I'd be lying. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, there's so much. Again, there's just so much history, man. You know, one of my you know me and Sean probably got some stuff that's together that at that time for sure for sure was it's, it's a memory. It's always gonna be a memory, man. There was I. I don't know, man. I, we've done so many. I've had the opportunity to be, do so much, man. Blessed, blessed by all means. I'm like, you know, sound. You are blessed. I appreciate it, man. I, I, everything that I've been able to have my hands on, I have an opportunity to do. Um, there's a lot of times that I'm even skipping, man. I've had a lot of just moments, you know. Uh, mm. I can't. I, that, that's one of them that I just can't just put down to one. I mean, because all right. we was always we were always striving for the next moment. You know what I'm saying? The next memory and stuff. We was always yeah. in it for the memory, the passion. You know what I'm saying? There was just so many yeah. different things that we've seen. There's concerts we've went to. There's people that we have met along the way. You know, there's a. Uh, uh, concerts that we've done on our own there's you know phone calls from people that we just never expected to have a phone call from um again it, it just it's, it's so much impacting that whole story of where it's at it's yeah. hard to really just put one together no nah, man you good i mean like i said between you and him and like some of the i mean I, I'm, I'm impressed man i mean when he when he said he was like i'm gonna hook you up my man i'm, I'm very happy that he did that you know what i'm saying yeah man I mean, yeah. and that's why probably on this, I, most of the time I go through, I ask the questions and they respond back. I ain't had to say nothing. You just, you hit them. I'm like I said, I, I, hey, your show. I'm going to sit back chilling. I jump in when I can. Because, <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I mean, this stuff is good, man. I mean, this, this is really good stuff you tell me, man. So now I'm going to hit other stuff and throw you, throw you off a little bit to see, you know what I'm saying? Throw you got some answers with this. You, you know, you might know some people. You might be like, you know what? I ain't going to, I ain't going to answer that, but. Um, who you think is the most underrated Texas MC? Uh, don't be poked, you okay. know, because uh, you know, face is face, you know. One day, me and Pokey and face this next the next album for sure. Face gonna be on there, but uh, I I don't know if I can even say he's still underrated like that because I think there was so much explained on this album right here that I, I don't even want to say that he's still you know one of those that's underrated but pokey uh overall underrated would probably go to like somebody like a devin to do you know yeah. devin just has a certain you know he has a certain uh demeanor to him it's not a texas style to him it's a, uh he's him all the way all, all all the way through and stuff man they've done work with 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 a lot of the greats from dre to nas to yeah. uh, 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 you know, Raphael Sadiq, you know, 
just just a lot of them, man. And just to watch, Devin was always. It's funny because his group was called the Odd Squad, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. they were the odd rappers and stuff. But but when you go to the East Coast and stuff, that's a lot what they respected and stuff. They liked that. You know what I mean? He had the he had the components of an MC. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you know he he fit that. And so man, but I just don't think that he ever got the big shine that some people would expect that he should have gotten and stuff like that, you know, but I, I, I do feel he's underrated. The other underrated one would be Killer Kalyon. Killer Kalyon, if you go check him out, man, he he's one of those MCs that you listen to him, you can tell he's from Texas, but man, he, he can go with the best of them. Best of them by far. Bars, punch, punch lines, you know what I'm saying? All that, the swag of it, all of that. Killer Kalyon he was on the Slim Thug, uh, you know, whenever the whenever Slim was doing his stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but he's worked with some of the greats. He's done music with the Wiz Khalifa's and uh, the Currencies and, you know, just other artists and stuff too as well. Yeah. But B shows him a lot of love, uh, uh, work with Crit. You know, he's, he's, he's a great MC and stuff. He would be my one that I say is underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, che- I'm gonna check him out, Killer Calion. But I'm gonna tell you my Devin, and I'm gonna read some of this stuff. And people still posting stuff. So, 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 um, uh, my my Devin the dude story was. So I was in Panama. I was in the, I was in the country of Panama, stationed in Panama. I went to the I went to the BX. No, no, I think what happened. I, I you know I was in being the Source magazine. So I was reading the Source magazine. It was like Devin the dude. They get I, I forgot how many mics. Like, then they gave like four mics. I'm like what four mics. Not call it. I'm like what's it, it doing? Was what? Yeah, that album. So I went to the I went to the BX. I went in there and I bought the CD. You know, man, I play that thing. I got every one of my partners hooked. They was laughing at first, like this dude on the toilet. Man, just, I said, no, listen to this dude. I got everybody that was that I was stationed with. Everybody, my little homeboy. Yeah. All of them became Devin the Dude fans. They they loved Devin the Dude. Now yeah, back, that was the album they, I had. Do what you got to do on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do what you got to do on that album. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, boo booing was on that album. I'm in the bathroom, boo booing. <laughs> Whatever you do. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic, man. So yeah, he, I mean, I mean, he was crazy. I'm gonna throw some up here with with these cats saying up here. Just this little thug here, man. What can he? They asking no questions, throwing little comments. He's like, Pokey is a legend, bro. He been ahead of his time. Dope game. Dope game. Two thousand is still fire. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. My favorite from that dope game 2000 is uh is uh Untamed Gorilla. There's a song on that called Untamed Gorilla. Really? Say good fella, Kilo Cello. Man, he he <laughs> he's a he 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 shreds he shreds it. You gotta listen to him because his bars, his his bars are witty, but he has a deep tone to it and stuff. So you have to really pay attention to what he's really saying. It's not a hype artist, you know what I'm saying? All yeah. face. He's one of them laid back. You can tell he's very influenced by how to how big he was. You know what I'm saying? Just that you know could just ride the beat. You know what I mean? But you got to listen and break down the bars of what they saying and stuff inside of it. But yeah, Dope Game 2000 and see, he hardest pick the litter in Dope Game 2000 was considered classics for him. So you see, you put right there, you see, like hard, hardest pitting the pitting the litter is what made me start rapping. Yeah, yeah, man. Hardest <laughs> pitting the litter is that you know it's. That thing came on. He he re uh, high just come on, man. He remade that uh before Rick Ross and French Montana made that one song. Uh, uh, 
No, you're nobody until somebody kills you. Yeah. You know I'm saying that song or whatever. So Biggie had it, of course, on his first album or his second album. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Pokey did a, like, that's how Pokey's album started off. Man, that's just one of the, one of the songs he still performed too. Artists spitting the litter and stuff. But it's, yeah. you'll, it's you'll, if you listen to that, you'll know it's, it's where it comes from. Yeah, you got swallow by the game down here. You got swallow by the game. Keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, keep my name <laughs> out your mouth. Still perform. Yeah, still yep. do that right now. So that's loud. That's good stuff. I like yeah, that. I, I, I like I'm gonna throw, throw it out there. I'm gonna throw this to you, man. I'm gonna mess you up. You know what I'm saying? But you had to make a decision right now. You know what I'm saying? Screw it up, click swallow hops. This episode is brought to you in part by Premier Element UAE. Go to PremierElement.com and get that representation that you need today. You need a copyright? Go there. You need someone to represent you while you're getting your career off the ground? Go there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. They take care of you there. Remember, it's PremierElement.com. Screwed up click for sure. I'd be wrong if I didn't say I'm right. Now. <laughs> I'm saying, I, see, I, put you on, I do it to a lot of cats. I put them on the spot like this. So you know what I'm saying? This or that. I push I push You know what? But I'll say this. Growing up, Suave House, A Ball and MJG, your, your uh Tila, uh Tony Draper was out out of uh people don't really realize Suave House, Rick Ross was signed to Suave House yeah. earlier, 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 earlier on in his career and stuff. Uh I was a fan of Eight Ball and MJG, uh, just just off the strength of what Swap House done. You know, of course, seeing them graphics back in the day in the magazines, yeah. stuff, like, sitting on top of the world, like sitting on top of the world. You know the lost, the lost CD that had the three CDs. You know what I'm saying? And a, and an extra disc. That boy put out a full CD collection. I think it was a three CD, something like that. But man, Eight Ball was on it. You know, but. Of course, screw the click all there. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect nothing less, man. I wouldn't expect nothing less from you. So you all right, man? man. Right there when you do that, I got screwed up click members calling me and stuff. Now they like, you see how it happened? Hey, I'm good luck to you, man. But, but I put, hey, I put Shantone on the hook too. I say, hey, man, twist him. I gave him Fushnikin's cat, you know, chip food. I said, bust. Yeah. I said he had to think. He didn't think too long. He was like, I'm going with twist him. I can't do it. He better go with home. I know you can't you know, do he it. He better go with home. Hey, one of the best concerts <laughs> I've ever been to though, was uh, one of the best concerts I ever been to was a Busta Rhymes concert though. I believe Sean was with me too. I believe so. I think we was together for that concert. Yeah, man, Busta. Woo, he terrorized it, man. That, that's the MC for show for show, man. And this is back in the gap too. This is like. I mean, I know he's still going to roll with Flip Star and stuff, but this is during the prime of Flip mode. So, like, yeah. they was really, like, out there, out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's tough with it. Yeah. I, but he, 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 he picked the crib, though. He wasn't crazy. He's like, I'm, I'm picking. Yeah, he know. He know. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you would have said, like, uh, you throw, like, Common in there, he for sure going to take Common over anybody. He going mm-hmm. he, he to ride the Common wave for sure. Yeah. So, if Shantan asked something like this, but I'm, I'm in my ass a little differently, so I'm just gonna still throw it out. Let's say, um, what are some of the lessons you learned in the military, and what advice would you give those thinking about joining the military? Talking about going to the military right now, man. The biggest lesson, of course, I always go back to time, value the time, you know, 
because man, you, you know, the moment we that's that's probably the biggest lesson I like. Value the time that you have. Because man, the military is such a quick pace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might be there two, three years, but man, them years go by real fast and stuff, man. And you know, for me it was it, that was the biggest thing. You gotta value the time. Uh, advice for anybody that would be coming into the military. Just, you know, I have a stepson that's interested in coming into the military, man. And, and uh, you know, I've been trying to uh, get him and Sean too as well. Just, you know, he talks about that. That's what he wants to do, you know. And, uh, you know, these days, uh, I had a strong, my, my father was very strict, you know, very strong, very, very, uh, you know, so I didn't, so I don't have the same, I had a different structure than what others had. You know, mentally I was already prepared. Uh, physically, you know, I was. That's going you're gonna get there. You know, but mentally I was, I was already prepared. You know, all the way through and stuff. And I think a lot of times, you know, that's one of the things that I think. You know, if you're going into the military, make sure that you just got your mindset is right. Uh, you 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 doing it you doing it for what you really want to do it for the love you know what I'm saying and uh, it, I I couldn't you know again the, that's the biggest part for me is like you know if you if you are gonna go into it you you better make sure that that's it's fun it is fun it, it was it's fun but it's all it's challenging um, you got to be ready to move and group certain ways because when they say hey you got to do something you know you got to be ready to go it, it is what it is there ain't no other option there you know i'm just honestly i was lucky enough to still be able to do what i've what i've able to accomplish even throughout the military and stuff but i also knew when we had to be somewhere or take care of something or whatever everything else was going to come behind it you know what i'm saying because that's what i signed up first and foremost to do you know so, uh, you know, I just, I, I, you know, if, if somebody is interested in going into the military, man, just make sure that you got your, your mindset is right. You, you you really know what you want in your life uh, as you move forward and stuff. And just be very open-minded and stuff, man. There's people that um, I work with a gentleman at my job and stuff. And he tells me, like, when he went to the military or you know, he didn't really, he hadn't met a, first, a black guy until later on in his life. You know, this older, this back in the day and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I can understand his mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, first time ever meeting a black person, whatever. You know what I mean? You gotta understand that's 18 years. You ain't never seen a black person in your life. You know what I mean? Some people grew up like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, be open to, you know, be open to others. You know what I mean? That was one of the beautiful things about in the military because I was able to learn so much about different people, different backgrounds of others and stuff, where people come from and stuff, you know, all those things. That's what intrigued me about, you know, certain things and stuff. It is learning more about others' cultures and everything else. So just just be very open and stuff, man, and just make sure you, you, you're doing what you're supposed to do, man. The military, this far, you know, to, just to see it again, just... You know, for myself personally, it's, it's just to see a kid, the child that I've been able to raise and be a part of his life so much and stuff, you know, go into the military. And I'm hoping that he takes the same, well, he has the same mindset as what, how I went into the military and, and, 
and appreciate what you're given in those in the, the the fruits of it there's so many fruits in the military man like i wouldn't have been able to do the school thing you know what i'm saying i still no matter how much i talk about this music stuff i wouldn't have been able to do none of that stuff if it wasn't for the military because it was a job it gave me the money it gave me the resources it, it, it gave me enough to where i could use that to move forward with what i wanted to do in my career you see what i'm saying me too me too you know so so there's nothing in me that could say man i wish i didn't do this you know what i mean like i loved it so much because it fed my dream it fed my career it fed you know me overall in my life so me too i'm in the same boat man i i did the military the military allowed me to meet my my my, my partner ryan my partner you know what i'm saying i met i met a whole crew of dudes that i do music with to this day producers yep. shantan i'm meeting you all the people that I met, I met through, you know, being in the military and, and meeting people like that, man. So it, it was it was a blessing for me to be able to go just be in Miami, dude. I flew on a plane, go to San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I heard so many first things in the military. Just the people I met just changed who I was. And like I said, that money that I got from the military still, yeah, I work for the Army. So still getting things for the, for the military. Yeah, yeah, man, you still what I'm doing it. right now. To get the ad-free version of this show, what you need to do is go to the Patreon. That's right. We are on Patreon. www.patreon.com slash Podcast. And if you join our $10 group, you will be entered into exclusive drawings quarterly. That includes cash prizes, gift certificates, and we have game nights that you will be a part of for prizes and certificates as well. So remember, go to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the show. Exactly, bro. There's nothing like it's. It was a man. Just an overall, if I wasn't in my city job and I wasn't doing music, guarantee I would still have been in the military. Yeah, guarantee, guarantee. Yeah, no doubt about it. Because I just they took care of everything that the necessities of what I wanted in life or needed in life and stuff, yeah. man. And, you know, when coming from seven, coming from 18 years old, leaving parents' house and then going into the military and stuff, and you know. Had a place to stay at all times. Uh, was able to explore. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to travel the country, you could still do all that stuff. My health was taken care of. If something ever happened to me, yeah. uh, uh, you meet certain people. Don't get me wrong. The military is its own world. I'm not going to say everybody in the military I, I had I seen eye to eye with. There yeah. was some issues and stuff. Some people didn't want to see me do my music stuff. Some people was like, no, that ain't what you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I always had great supervisors that took care of me all the way through, man. I, there's a guy by the name of Sergeant Faison that was that was somewhere around that helped me out a lot with my, with, uh, my music and stuff like that. Helped me get my first car to get me to start going on my own to places and stuff. Like, There's so many things that helped me I can look at this pokey stuff, man. I can look at this pokey stuff and we can talk about this, but there's so much of a story that comes from getting to this point. You know what I'm saying? There's so much of a story that came to this and then the military is indebted from that. There's conversations with me and pokey. I remember he had one the other day with me and he was asking me about something. He didn't know I was in the military prior. 
he didn't find out until lately, I think it was, like maybe like a month or a month or so ago. And he was like, that's why you are who you are. You know what I'm saying? He was like, the structure. He was like, oh, I wonder where you got this type of structure. Like I said, I got it from my father and stuff, but that military helped keep that structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was yeah. already set with my father. When that military kicked in, that structure's still the same. You know, yeah. it's still, it still the same, man, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I feel you, man. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm that same way. Just there with me for my music, my timelines, and the things I do, and how I do things. I'm I'm, I'm only with this with this podcast and how I do yes, things. Sir. I tell myself I'm gonna do it twice a month or whatever it is. It is. I got number nine, my number ten episode. I'm going out of Miami. I'm shooting a video for my album. I got an album for the wow. so I got the you know I'm shooting a video down in Miami. My, my you know everybody said it. You know I'm saying it right here. My partner and Ryan, my partner our solo gonna be there with me. And we gonna we gonna we gonna do it together. We gonna you yeah. know what this show was supposed to be was supposed like to this. be our solo and, 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 and conscious Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, things happen and it wasn't like that. So I'm just happy that we're gonna have an opportunity to go down and shoot this video that my man gonna be on there. That's gonna be my bicentennial, my 10 year. And then you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna I ain't gonna say who we gonna interview, but we're gonna interview somebody special to us and stuff like that. But we military and, and and that was a thing with us, man. We when I was stationed in Korea, man, we were we had a group called Andromeda. We still tight to this day, but we were sticklers, man. To do you know? And we, and we all were. We got there on time. We did our thing. We were structured, like you said. You know, our solo was the whip cracker. You know, what I'm saying if anybody didn't show up, on, hey man, what you what, what you what? Call it, what, hey man, where you at? You supposed to be here five minutes ago. You know what I mean? It was just crazy, man. But the military, it, it, man, we 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 won so many talent shows in Korea when, when I was stationed over there, man. That eventually. The doggone um the dudes in, at the at the uh, at the NCO club thought we were professional. It was just so good, you know. We just yeah. like the thing. We, so we in the military, man. We just like everybody else, but we were just so like we was. We kept winning these talent shows. Like man, y'all winning too many talent shows. Y'all can't come back. And then then nobody was showing up. Then they had to let us come back. Yeah, <laughs> ask us to come back because wasn't nobody coming to the club no more. But yeah, man, <laughs> I, man military did it. You know, I, I'm with you, man, all day. Now. Now I'm gonna switch it a little bit. You know, you in Texas, and I do this on my own show here, man. You know, what I'm saying? I ask questions wow. that I look, man, a little deep for you. Like I said, I get a little deep. So let's get it. If you ain't political, that's fine. Some people just not. Some people don't want to get into certain things. But I'm just gonna throw it out there for you. So what do you think about the governor of Texas and the changes to the voting laws? Man, I haven't been needing to go. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Abbott just he needed a, Abbott just needs to go ahead and just get out of there, man. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, man, you know Texas already. Yeah, <laughs> you already know Texas. It's 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 red all the way through. I know. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't you know it ain't for us. Uh, uh, I it ain't for us. Um. But man, there's so much opportunity in Texas. You know what I mean? There is a lot of opportunity and stuff. But man, I'm just not, I'm honestly just not a fan of Abbott. I haven't been a fan of Abbott for a while. There was, um, of course, he didn't done a few things this year and stuff that I just wasn't in agreement with. I didn't like the way, you know, the whole COVID protocol was handled and stuff too as well. Um, you know, just, but his, his uh, again, he, I, he he needs to go for sure pretty soon and stuff. I think this is his last. I believe this is his last term. I want to say it is, but no. Nah. Y'all need to do something. Y'all need to do 
about that that problem. <laughs> at all, at all, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. See, Shantown said he said Shantown commented about your bust around. Oh yeah, yeah. It was raining. It was definitely raining cats and dogs out there. We was out there slanging CDs and stuff, man. At a car show and stuff. It wasn't even a real. It was not nah, take that back. It's not home. It was a real car show, like a, like drag. Like yeah. the like the drag type show, uh, car shows and stuff, wow. man. Those small little vehicles and stuff. Yeah. Zooming real fast and furious type stuff, I guess. And we do we gotta do to sell our CDs, man. I stood out in the cold the first time, you know, I didn't know nothing about no patent leather. I didn't know nothing. I stood out in the cold, freezing with patent leather Jordans on with my toe. But I came out that cold selling them CDs, man. My dog on toes was like <laughs> Let me tell you, being in Texas, when I when I got to San Antonio, I was I was gonna ready to get out the military just because I couldn't deal with that cold. I'm like, I got there and say, you think it's cold? I'm like hell yeah, yeah, this is not for me. I'm not from Texas, so so you think me going to Korea and it's freezing out there? My partner's out there. I'm out there. Trying to slam these CDs with these dudes, I'm like, man, I gotta go back. Man, I gotta do, I gotta do something. I gotta put some double socks on or something. Yeah, some double work. socks or something, man. I did not know no better, man. Hey, hey, I, I learned very well. Uh, hey, first time I saw like ice on my damn, my damn windshield, I threw hot water on it. Of course, it cracked. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? My, my ex-wife at the time, she's from Panama. So we out there looking at it like, how am I drive with this? You know how to drive like that? No, she from Panama where it's hot. I'm from Miami. She's like, she went inside, got the pot of water. Like, I know how to do it. Then she put that water on there, that whole way, and she'll crash. Man. We just didn't know no better, man. You know what I'm saying? Charge it to the game. We didn't know no better. Charge it to the game. We didn't know. Hey, so I, I do a little thing here called the Artist Info Corner, man. So, okay. you're a producer, right? You produce? Yeah. Right? So, I do produce too. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody use what they use. Some people use the NPC, you know what I mean? I I came along at the time. I, I didn't really use the NPC. Everybody, I'm just like this, man. Everybody use something. I want to do something different. So I didn't grab the NPC at first. I went and grabbed the core trike. So I learned how to do all my first beats and all my music on the core trike. And then yeah. I went, oh, yeah, I remember that old silver thing. You remember? I got it in the closet, disc right? Stuff, the closet. The disc in there and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say this. I'm, I'm a producer in the hands of I will go and find... The production that I need, and I'll add the value of what I wanted to hear, like here as well. I give my credit to every anybody that can pick up an instrument and play an instrument and stuff. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I'm not a I don't play any instruments and stuff. So, okay. but I am a producer in the in the aspect of um, putting the projects together, check, finding the beats, and to the tempos. I'm one of those guys. I am the guy that takes the track out files. And I'm the one that's gonna mix it, rearrange it. You know what I'm saying? Bring certain levels out. Oh, you put them strings right there and stuff. You know, change this after these four bars, whatever. Okay. So I have no idea how to play a uh, uh, MPC and do all that <laughs> stuff. give it to me already ready, and then I'm gonna add my stuff to it, and I'm gonna show you that I can vibe it out and stuff. Because I just try to bring a different level to it and stuff. But I, man. I give I tip my hats off to anybody that that's into the production side of things because honestly producers don't get as much credit as what they should get you know on tracks and stuff like that you know producers just don't never get you know as much credit and stuff that I feel that they should get and stuff uh 
you know, most of the times it's always the artist that's looked at. And, you know, it's a talent, man. Especially like, I've known some producers that can pick up several instruments and play each one of them without no, you know what I'm saying? Without any problem and stuff. And that's a true God-given talent. You know what I'm saying? And, and I have a friend that I'm real big on right now that that's one of those that can play a lot of instruments. He's, he can DJ, he can... He, he worked for the radio station. He can play instruments. He can rap. He can beatbox. He was that kid, and I still get on him to this day and be like, man, you need to use your talents, bro. Like, you know, you have a certain talent and stuff of being able to do certain things. And sometimes the art producers, they are beat makers. There's a difference between beat makers and producers. You know what I'm saying? It is. So, uh, you know, there's a big difference between those two and stuff, man. Um, and, you know, that's that's one of the things, too. I, I respect a lot more for the guys that are producers than guys that are just making beats and just putting them out. Make a beat, put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real big into the guy that's going to break down the beats, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's really involved in the process of making their song come to life a little bit more and stuff. That's me. You know, yeah, yeah. That's where I want to be at. That's the studio sessions that I'm in. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, I, I play a few, I play little instruments here and there, man. I, I got my man Donnie there who's much better than me. I, I'm good. I was better when I was younger, but I'm, I'm pretty decent with stuff, and I do. I, you know, I'm, I guess you could say I'm one of those type of producers. Uh, you know, I'm making producers. You know, some in between. You know, I, I put live music instruments in there when I when I need to. You know, something like that. But for the most part. You know, I, I construct the whole thing, and you know, I, I put all my, you know, my strings, all that different stuff in there. So, and I've been producing like kind of like this since I, since like 2001. I didn't know yeah. much, nothing. I had to learn how to do it because you know, you know, you know, being an MC, you don't have no production. You got to try to figure out who, you know, so you know, I had to learn how to do it, man. So that that was a lot, you know. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. So you know, with with that talking about production, I, you know, I didn't know you wasn't a producer, producer. But that's all right. We 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 still on the lawn. We we can still. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But don't get me wrong. I'm you know when you listen to like if you listen to the Pokey album, I was very hands on with picking out the production, uh, hands on with how the beats are crafted, you know all that stuff. So you know I may not be touching instruments and stuff too as well, but definitely very involved in the production side of things. So, okay. Well, with that, I'm gonna, so we still gonna do the artist corner. I'm gonna ask you some stuff, and I think you can answer this. Let's let's let's, let's get it. This 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 is pretty. This is me off the top of my head because I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. So what do you what do you think? You think people having home studios is a good thing, or you think the big studio is the good is, is the best thing? I I, I mean, what, you see what, for me, what's thought process about that? And so my process is that when I was young, I always went to a real studio, and yeah. you know, ever since I got the taste of that steak, I never wanted to go back to any other type of steak. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't gonna go back, and and I've tried to try to, you know, I even got some stuff here that I could set up to record and stuff, and it's just not what it is for me. It's the vibe, it's the feeling, it's, it is the vibe. Know, it's nostalgic, it's the, you know, it's it's those types of things. Now I'm not saying you got to go to a huge studio, big studio like that, but you know, there's certain places that you just go to and you feel the energy in that room a certain way. For me, when I come home. I ain't got the energy like I do in the studio, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't see it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I've never been a fan of recording at houses and stuff. I'm not against it because I've heard great, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, that came out of house studios and stuff. I'm just not the guy that's, you know, I just yeah. don't 
personally care for home studios. Yeah. So for me, I, I started out in the, in the studio. I started out real to real. I'm back in the day with the real to real. Yeah. Yeah. So, big reels. Yeah. yeah. So I started out with that when they was cutting your stuff, cutting your pieces there, stacking back together. So I started with that. Went to the studio stuff, and I just found as time went on, I found that you know it was just hard for me to you know being in different places, moving around. What what got me. You know, kind of like okay, I need to get some home kind of production type stuff. Was when I went to Korea. And when I went to Korea, we had to we, we worked with some Koreans in the studio, and, and it, it was all right. But they really didn't understand how to put things together like we wanted to. And I was like, you know, I didn't learn how to do some of this stuff. And so I started learning a little bit uh, and, and doing a little bit with my with, with home studio. Now, do I? You know, I, I, I'm still I still like going to. It's just a different vibe. So when it's all said and done. I'm gonna take my, you know, I'm the project I'm working on now. I'm going into a bigger studio because I like to get that different little shine on. Yeah, you gotta get that little shine. You gotta watch that it. Little, you know what I'm talking about? So, and, and, and I, I'm not the one to put. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. But some people just written a lot better than me, and they can put that extra shine on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's all it is. I, I got a love hate. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like either or. I got a love hate relationship. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I got one more question to ask you. Then we gonna get into. We gonna play this music for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. uh, ghetto boys with Willie D, or ghetto boys with me. You can stop right there. You can stop right there. Willie the, with the ghetto boys with Willie D. Now let me tell you something. Big Mike's a great artist. Louisiana now. Come on now. I had to ask. Big Mike's a great artist. I'm, and I'm gonna go back. He when as a kid I do remember something serious when Big Mike put out that solo album. Yeah. Like flipping his tongue a little bit and stuff in the song and stuff. And all a dream was the name of the song. Man, that used to be one of my favorite joints. Yeah. Now I'm gonna tell you why I really like Willie D. Sean could probably back me up on this too as well, man. So our first time we ever went to went to South by Southwest, UGK was performing for the first time back since Pimp C was out, out, out off lock and stuff. And on that show they had UGK. I want to say they had Willie D. They had some others, but Willie D. got up there and did uh, "Mind Playing Tricks on Me." But he did all the verses and stuff, man. And then he got on his knees, like for for uh for Bushwick Bill, rest in peace of Bushwick Bill, man. man yeah. He, at that point in time, I was a Willie D fan, bro. Cause I just I, I'm one of these guys, and I tell I tell my other homeboys too. I'm one of these guys that if I really didn't if I see a concert and they perform and they give it, you know what I'm saying? And they give it 110 up there, I might become I'm really might become a fan and start listening to you because of the way you performed the song you know what i'm saying yeah. because of the energy that you gave on the song and stuff and uh -huh. all i knew a lot of willie d stuff when he performed at that thing that's when i learned about other songs the ball headed you know what i'm saying <laughs> all that stuff man you know what i'm saying so uh <laughs> I'm a big Willie D fan too, so I'm a I'm a big Scarface fan. Uh, uh, Scarface's album, The Last of a Dying Breed, man, by far is one of my favorite albums, hands down. Listening to it, track to track to track. You know what I'm saying? Even one of uh, Scarface's latest albums, I can't think of the name. Me neither. I like that one too. That one hard too. Deeply rooted. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God! I'm I'm, I'm like he you should know, die, man. Scarface. Yeah, he stop came back with that classic and stuff. I was like, man, like face. So you know, there's. I I know I spoke about it earlier, but you know, this big pokey thing is special to me. But it's also special because I know coming up, you know, 
there's others that want to work with him that are legends that are the legend side of texas the buns that he hasn't worked with and, and scarface like i can't wait for that day to be in something that i can put my name on and, and you know faces there and he's a hell of a producer as well and stuff and just be in that vibe man I, i'm just hoping to you know one day put them pieces together and, and see it come to uh see it come to life you got my number facetime me that day because i want to yeah, see I got you. FaceTime. Yeah, I, just FaceTime. say i'm gonna FaceTime. you say you want to see it here it is yeah, hey man yeah yeah <laughs> straight up you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this song you know what i mean so i have my man from louisiana who's a big pokey fan and he's like hey black is like let, let me look at this i'm gonna go through this cd and I'm going to tell you what you, I think you should put on there. I said, I bet. So he went through it. He texted me. He like, yo, lie about it. <laughs> I said, all right. So I went and played the song. I'm like, oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. This is hard. You know what I'm saying? So I, I play, I've been playing that sucker. I've been playing like every day. Every uh, I heard. I'm like, this is hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I didn't know who Big Pokey was, but... Like I told you before, I have now become a big Pokey fan. And, and if you had something to do with this, hey man, that song go hard. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so. Oh, hold up, before you tell me about it, I got. I'm gonna hit uh, they go Shantan. He they go Sean. He yeah, threw yeah. In there. <laughs> <laughs> he know. He know. There you go. So go, go ahead and tell it because you know you said you know we go we go you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna put yeah, so. you. You gonna tell me about it? So tell me about the song. So lie about it is one there's there's three songs on the album that pokey had brought nah i'm not gonna say brought to my attention there was three songs that okay so in studio sessions the proper courtesy is that if if you let's say you got a session and you got some music and stuff i never hear your stuff you know what i'm saying never should i an engineer play somebody else's material for yeah. somebody else you know what i mean it's just there's this disrespect code but there's a big but the engineer that was in the studio this time bruce he knew that i was very interested in doing this project with pokey and getting it done and i'd asked him before i said man pokey said he got some material is it good like is it worth he was like oh you got my, you got a few songs that's over here that you may want to check out and stuff so he let me hear him. One of them was piped up, which is the first song on there. We're putting out the video on Monday. It'll, the official video comes out. Yeah, definitely want to see it. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, one of the other ones was Lie About It. And so uh, when he played those songs for me, I was like, man, I got to get those. Uh, I have to get those from him. But I was like, how am I going to go to Pokey and tell him that Bruce didn't let me hear the material already because that would piss me off if somebody let somebody else hear my songs that never came, you know what I'm saying? That hasn't seen the, the light, you know? And without your permission and stuff. So I just told Bruce, I said, man, I'm gonna lean on God on this one, man, and just hope that, you know, he don't be too upset. Went over there, uh, went to it, went went inside his car and stuff, and I and I was uh nervous. I was nervous with Pokey because this is around maybe the second or third time I met him and stuff. I'm like, hey man, uh I heard a few songs from yours and stuff, man. And I just want to know if you know some of these we can actually try to put on a project, you know? He's like, what songs you heard? And I'm just like I heard piped up, uh uh mind made up and lie about it. And I said, man, they they all jam like and yeah. I need some solo songs. Like I, I want them solos from you too. I said, man, I don't be hearing those from you like that. 
he was like, well, we'll see what's up about it. You know what I'm saying? Down the line, probably about a two, three days, four days later, he was like, yeah, we'll go ahead and use them. We'll use them. I'll let you use them. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you use them type stuff. He was like, but I'm going to have, I, this is early on, though, and I can, I can talk about it now, but he was like, I'll let you use them right now and stuff, but I'm going to still own them, though. I'm going to still own them, you know, at that point in time and stuff. Because we were still trying to get to know each other. He's, he was going to be working on his own project. And, uh, but I was lucky enough that he believed in my vision. And I told him, like, hey, man, these three songs could really help out the project to where we're trying to go. And that's early on. That, that was one of the early songs. Yeah. But it, it actually uh, is one of a lot of people's favorites that like that real... You ain't gotta lie to me about it. You know what I'm saying? Why lie about it? So, man, just keep it 100. Just keep it a buck. You know, and uh, it has some very good quotables in there and stuff like that. That's what I talk about with him. He has some great quotables. There's lines in there that that catch you and stuff. The producer that's on there is his name, D Bando. Uh, he's also the guy that's on the hook and stuff. And you know, it's one of them songs that came together that they that they put and that I personally, as an A&R, that I heard it, that was like, yo, that's going on the project. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard because I'm just right now. You're playing it like every day, like sure. it's hard. For sure, for sure. I, I put them on the big speakers. I got my, my my monitors in here, man. I'm like, woo! Look here, man. Yeah, it's got something to it. It's got it's something, something to it. Man. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna play it. This is my first time ever doing this share on my screen. So we gonna just we gonna play. All right, you know what I'm saying? So we gonna go. We gonna we gonna minimize this thing. We gonna do this right here. We gonna, we gonna minimize this and get what I got right here. Yes, sir. Can you see it? Yes, sir. Go ahead, go off and play it right now. Then I'ma die by me. I ain't got to lie about it, lie about it. I ain't got to lie about it, lie about it. If I don't fuck with you, don't fuck with you, don't hide it. I ain't got to lie about it, lie about it. If I fucks with you, I'm rocking with you all the way Side eye to see the fuck shit from a mile away I front line for me and my family, my nigga all day Expect it's not negotiable, play with minds in this fireplace When it comes to running it up, I ain't never satisfied for real I'm just keeping it 100 on that organic side Money tall, circle small, I'm really in my comfort zone Outside, looking for it, trying to bring some money home It's crazy how the tables turn on you Now it's your time, showtime Lights, camera, action, nigga, go time Stay down till I came up When the cash came, kid ain't changed up yeah. Keep it real with myself, why lie about it? And that's the rules, I buy by Seen some bullshit, I had to sign out When it come to my respect, then I'ma die by it. I 
chemistry is everything with me Cause it's about to vibe Before I fake it, shake with you, bitch, I'm occupied It's till the wheels fall off when it's time to ride I'm fully automatic and modified when it's time to slide I'ma give them niggas the same energy they give me One of them niggas cross that line, I'ma make you feel me Provide and protect for me and mine, I never fold That's on my mama and my daddy, God rest they soul Losing my feelings by some shit and I will drive by them Think about the nutter in the car and still cry about it Stay down till I came up And when the cash came, kid ain't changed up Tell you Keep it real with myself I lie by And that's the rules I buy by Seen some bullshit I had to sign out When it comes to my respect and I'ma die by I ain't got a lie about it, lie about it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hold up. There you go. Oh, that was hard. Appreciate it, man. I man, that, that go hard, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> I just smiling. That's all I can say. I'm just here smiling. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm just gonna. You know, in that in that song, he says a, he says a line. He says, uh, "Chemistry is everything to me." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing, like with me and him, it was, it was our chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing that we both had, you know, was, 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 you know, some things don't attract, some things don't go together and stuff like that. So for us, we had a great chemistry, our, our work together and stuff. And he's, he's very honest about that. You know, if, if the chemistry ain't there, he's not going to mess with it and stuff. And, and I've seen that happen. I've seen it, you know, but I know that me and him, our chemistry was, was, together and stuff on all this and, and here we are here we are man. yeah yeah man hey you go hey, on. got it man make sure y'all go download uh sensei man by big pokey album you know download it stream it whatever man we four million streams in it's been out only a month today no yeah tomorrow makes a month no the 28th makes a month so yeah. you know beautiful thing man yeah, beautiful thing. So, 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 before, this is the part why you know you, you kind of jump into it. You, you beat me to it, but but yo, you know what I'm saying. Tell us where we can check out your music, some of your social media stuff out there, you know, and, and, and just talk about whatever projects you got coming up and what you got going on right now, and where they can check it out. You can follow me on Instagram at Winter Regret. Uh, you know, we we still pushing this big pokey project. Uh, you know, like I said, we four million streams in, man blessed to be in this opportunity um it's still growing still going and stuff we're working on some other projects i'm still working on some other uh some other things as well hoping to do a, a compilation of some sort you know pretty soon um that just you know showcases a lot of different artists from the vets to some rookies and stuff too as well and uh you know just gonna stay working man i don't i don't really know I, I, I'm just letting God lead the way. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm out the way. I'm, you know, I'm again, I, I always go back to it, how blessed I am to be in the situation that I'm in, the predicament, man. I, I can't believe, I believe where I'm at, you know, but I, I, I'm still humbled by the opportunity and, and, and the things that I've been able to uh, do and see. So, you know, when people ask, well, what's next? I don't know, man. I just came off of, you know, 
before this one was doing the all screwed up movie on DJ Screw and stuff that I was highly involved in and stuff. And it's sitting at Sony right now waiting on them to put that out, you know? So, man, a year ago, I didn't think I would be doing a pokey. Put it like that. The year before that, I didn't think I'd be doing something with, you know, DJ Screw's family and something that was keeping up his legacy. I'm sure a year before that, I didn't know what was happening either, man. And, you know, I've just learned to, uh, again, get out the way and just let God do his work. And, and, and I'll just follow and, and keep pushing and keep striving and, you know, doing playing my part, doing what I'm supposed to do, man. Again, blessed to be able to be able to blessed to be able to tell my story. And I hope that, you know, people that can listen to my story or hear me out, you know, at least one of them is inspired by what uh, I've been able to do um within the time frame you know and with the challenges that i've dealt with in life and stuff too you know plus being in the military like man you can really do this like you can really make something happen it's the same way like i say with anything else from sports to the kobe's to the michaels how much work you put in after you off the clock is what's gonna really show up in the game and stuff and that's what's different with me with a lot of these guys, man. When I clock out from something, I'm still clocked in in some certain way and stuff. I'm going to clock back in and listen to it or, you know, do whatever I need to do to when it's time for me to get back into the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm even be able to hit all my shots instead of going two for three, three for five, whatever it is. You know what I mean? And again, relationships and prayer the power of prayer believing in yourself i'm a firm believer man firm believer in believing in yourself and pushing pushing yourself man you know and i and i i love this i love this man i love this i love what you're doing so i honestly do i honestly do because there are so many other hip-hop heads that are in the military and stuff and they don't get the spotlight shined on them and we all have a story you know what I'm saying? Each one of them have some type of story. There's some people that have a story of, man, I was just in the military for four years and got out, you know, all that stuff, man. And this, you know, but like I told you earlier, man, it's a brotherhood that we all won. You know what I mean? No matter what branch you was in, we all had to go through the basic training. We all had to go through some type of challenges or situations while we were in the military or have to give up something to to be able to get something else you know what i'm saying or do it do something else so you know it's a beautiful thing man i ain't never stayed on nothing like this this long man but, <laughs> but for real for real for real this is what we I do we, the opportunity man hey man we, you know you know this is what we do man and, and, and i know we're gonna have you know you know you back on here again at some point man and you know yeah. like i said this is one of them situations where i was just happy to do it i was happy that you know, my man MRK Socks hit me up when I was in Miami. Like, hey, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's make it happen, man. I I, I talked to a bunch of good people on here, man. And, and I'm just going to keep it going. Hopefully, to get bigger. I'm a, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I find or, you know, anybody that I find along the lines like that that have had some military, prior military experience or anything like that, I'm sending them your way. So Please, please we'll do. Sure we go, we're going to grow this thing for sure, for sure. Yeah, man, There's a lot do. of... There's a lot of stories that's out there, man. There's a lot, man. Yeah, a please. A lot of different ones. We, from guys that are just, you know, just, just all over the place. There's a lot of people that have been 
in the military that served the military that are in the music industry in some capacity you know mm -hmm. in the entertainment business and stuff so yeah man beautiful thing man like i said we in the service of dreamers over here man that's that's what i'm all about that's why i agreed to do this and i want to do it and i've been trying to keep sacred this brand we don't have a whole lot of stuff on here man but we're gonna definitely have some some military folk on here and they're gonna talk about their music and they're gonna this is their platform do what you just did you know what i mean and, and and that's why i mean i'm happy that you came on i'm happy that you stayed with me and talked with me all this long time man i mean this this is this been nothing but blessings man it's gonna be on spotify it's gonna be on it's gonna be on apple music so it's, it's gonna be and i i know don't let no other ones get on there this, I know my man Black gonna make sure this get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And work on that Pokey for him, man, because I know he gonna hit me up like, hey, well, with Pokey, can you think of a man gonna get Pokey? Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Just work on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're good. We're gonna make it happen. For sure, for sure, man. So, hey, man, we really came to the end. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. I'm gonna chop it up with you after, you know, after we get off here, Malcolm, go live, man. So I'll chop it up some more with you, man. But, hey, man, thank you very much for coming on here. Uh, uh, you know, no problem, my bicentennial one, my, my, my big one, my tenth, my tenth episode. I'm gonna be in Miami Dade County. Just let y'all know I'm gonna be in Miami Dade County. We're gonna shoot that live in, in, in the in the crib. We tuned in, man. We tuned in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So just get ready for that video being shot. You know what I'm saying? You know, around my way. Shout out to my man Smitty on the hook. Y'all gonna see what I'm talking about. We in serious business. All right. So we out. Let's salute out. All right, man. Check y'all next time.